Welcome to the Mostly Pot Out Night. Mostly. I am Graveyard, joined by my co-host, Salem. Hello. This is episode 20 of our weekly All Things Horror podcast. Tonight, we'll be going into our first week of the 13 Slays of Christmas. We'll be going over 13 horror movies that take place around Christmas and just for this month. So, tonight, we will be discussing what we're calling Bad Santas in movies. So, we're including Christmas Evil, Krampus, and a Christmas Horror Story. So, we're kind of running the gambit here, newer stuff, older stuff, and we'll go from there. But we'll do our normal recap. And for this week, we are doing number of mall Santas out of 10. So we will kind of be just tag-taming these recaps as we go along. So let's start off with the earliest one in this list, which is Christmas Evil. So Christmas Evil, how to, how to really explain this? First off, this was kind of the first movie that kicked off the killer Santa craze that we later come to know in Silent Night, Deadly Night series. Um, you know, this was originally called, I guess, better you better watch out or Terror in Toyland, which I don't think makes any sense at all. Uh, the version that I watched actually had the title as "Better Watch Out." Really? Yeah. Ah, was that on Shutter? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I watched okay. I watched the version on Shutter just because I had it up yesterday. Yeah. But- Oh uh, yeah, I watched it and it kind of like better watch out. I'm like, well, I guess that was the original name of it because it's the title is still there. <laughs> it's fair. It's fair. Um, so this came out in 1980, like I said before. So you know, still kind of early in the slasher genre, realistically speaking. Uh, so it's pretty. It's and really the second Christmas horror movie, if we count the first one being Black Christmas, which we'll get to around Christmas time. So. The movie starts off, it's 1947, which you think about, like, oh, man, that's really far back at this point in time, right? Well, that was it was, like, normal flashback range for 1980. Yeah, 33 yeah, for, years. Yeah, for prior. us, it's extremely far back, yeah. Yeah. So, essentially, um, there's two brothers that are, you know, getting ready for bed. It's Christmas Eve. And they're trying to sneak a peek of Santa, as everyone at that age tended to do. Um, and so they kind of sneak down, and Harry <clears throat> is the main guy that we follow in this. And he, instead of Mommy kissing Santa Claus, Santa Claus is kissing Mommy in a very special area. Uh, so Nuzzle, Nuzzling. <laughs> nuzzling, yes. And they, sh- they focus on that for quite some time. <laughs> Well, it, yeah, they focus on, like, her leg and her stocking. They don't yes. actually, like, show right, right. Correct. Uh, but, you know, surprisingly enough, Harry gets very upset by this and uh, goes upstairs and starts getting pretty angry. He has, like, this snow globe that he has that's, like, a Christmas snow globe that he holds on and is dear his heart. And he kind of goes into the attic. And then, like, smashes the snow globe out of anger at Santa because Santa is molesting his mom as far as he's concerned. <laughs> and he cuts his hand on it. You know, just like he's been traumatized already from this point going forward with Christmas. Now, we flash back 33 years later where he's, I don't know, supposed to be 39 or 40. He looks 60. <laughs> Yeah, but, uh, yeah. This, the funny note is that, like, um, you know, like nowadays, we, you leave out milk and cookies for Santa, right? 
Yeah. You just like leave out a glass of milk and a plate with like mm-hmm. two cookies on it, right? Yeah. But like back in that flashback in 1947, they went all out, man. They had like a little bowl of water for him to like wash his hands in. And they had like, you know, a whole bunch of cookies. They had like a pitcher full of milk that he had to like pour himself. <laughs> and then he had like bread, like toast that he was like spreading. I don't know what jelly or I don't know. It looked like something that had like chunks in it. It was probably like, it was 1947. It was probably like some kind of like maybe cream, it's creamed fish or some weird thing. <laughs> there was that weird stuff like that. Back well, okay. It was, so like, it was totally different. I mean, it just different time frame of like how, what they left out for Santa back then versus what you leave out for Santa now. Well, let's let's briefly touch on that. So we can talk about that because this movie's not very long, first and foremost. But you know, if it's toast with honey and milk, what does that attract? We all watch American Gods. We know that attracts fairies, fae, folk, or what is it, leprechaun in her case too, in American Gods. And uh, yeah, I would, well, I would yeah. say the, the idea that Santa Claus is a, is part of the fae world, so that would almost make sense that there's a sweet there for him too. Well, I'm just, yeah, I'm just saying, but it was just interesting to see the level of stuff that they leave out versus right. now versus them. I mean, I assume the water was for the reindeer because when I was growing up, we used to leave out carrots for the reindeer food. Now there's this like reindeer food, which is just, you know, squirrel food that you throw outside. Really? <laughs> but yeah, there's whole new things nowadays. From what oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, <laughs> I don't have children, so, so I don't know a lot of this stuff. I, yeah, I get it from, you know, uh, my nieces but that's about it right um but yeah i mean it's just i, I just thought that was interesting but yeah. yeah i mean he like he like put his hands in the water and like washed them oh, like that's right yeah i mean but that's like that's how they did it back in the you know in the old days they, they would have a bowl of water and they would like wash their hands in it it's it's right i mean it's bizarre to us now because we don't do that but back then that was a normal thing Oh, you still see it in horror movies where there's just a sink for, you know, you have the bedpan and you have the bowl of water for washing your hands. Yeah, I mean, it just, you know, it just, you know, time frame stuff. It's just interesting to see. Yeah, and wasting all that milk because there's barely refrigerators in 1947. Right, yeah. Ice boxes. Most of <laughs> all right. So, all right. So, we, we meet Harry, who looks 60, but he he's kind of like a low-level manager. Like, he was on... He works at a, a toy production plant, and he worked on the assembly line for a number of years, but he was good enough to kind of get promoted to, like, the lowest tier manager, I would say. Right. And, you know, they're talking about, you know, getting time off, working overtime, and he's just kind of a big goofball, I would say. He's um, a pushover is what he is. He is very much a pushover. Uh, and, you know, he kind of, like... He's talking to a guy. He's like, oh, man, I miss working the floor because he's despite what happened to him. He's still very obsessed with Christmas. Um, would you think he would have been traumatized to not like Christmas? But- well, yeah, but I mean, yeah, they, well, they show him like waking up and like he's got like Santa Claus, like the whole Santa Claus outfit pajamas. Yes. And he's got like Santa Claus shit all over his walls, like to yep. the point where he looks like. You know, it looks like a conspiracy theorist's walls, but it's covered in Santa stuff versus like, you know, conspiracy stuff. Is there Pepe Silve? Yeah, right. But he's got, he had like a bunch of like weird dolls and toys and like a dollhouse and stuff. And yeah, it really just felt like he never really left that childhood. Like he, right. He, he tried to like keep his mind in the day before he found out about Santa. And he just wants to live there permanently. 
Yeah, I mean, he's shaving. He puts on way too much shaving cream to have right. the shaving cream beard. Yeah. And, and, and like, to be fair, this is in this time frame in the movie. It's before Thanksgiving. Yeah. So, like, there's yeah, there's no reason for him to be all Christmassy yet, especially not in 1980, because they didn't start Christmas stuff until after Thanksgiving. Right. Oh, yeah. And, like, he... He tries his worst Santa laugh I've ever heard. It's a ha 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 instead of ho ho. I'm like, what? Uh, <laughs> it was weird. Um, he's trying. He's trying. Yeah, it's yeah. But he they make fun of him and stuff like that. And he kind of starts spying on like children and and adults and like almost like rear window ish okay, type I, things. <laughs> I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say that he didn't just start doing that. <laughs> I'm well, pretty sure because he's he has, been doing that for a he while. Has, books with the year right and they're one naughty and one nice so i mean right. he had, these are thick ass books too right and he had like, at least three years up there yeah like he had 78 79 and 80 and they, they were giant books that was all that would fit up there I'm, I'm guessing there's probably a lot more in like a box somewhere right so you can tell even then he's deranged a little bit right 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 that he's spying on that and he's making naughty and nice lists like you know, not listening to your parents or saying thank you. That's like naughty. <laughs> or, or like the kid looking at a porno mag, which is weird, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, why does like an eight year old child have a penthouse magazine? But in 1980, that's, yeah, right. that's. And they didn't just show the cover. No, he was like cutting out the centerfold. Like they showed yeah. the full nudity and everything <laughs> in it, which I thought was completely unnecessary. But yes, I guess trying to make a point, I suppose. <laughs> Right, right. Um, so anyway, he's you know, they're he goes back and you see him cut to work and they're talking about like, you know, I'm going on vacation, like what the twentieth or something like that of December, just to do there. And he's like, Hey Harry the guy's Frank's like, Hey Harry, I know you missed the assembly line. Do you want to work for me? Great, thanks. And he's just like, Yeah, sure, sure, I'll do it because he's just a pushover, loves making toys. So I mean, that's fair, um, but it'd be really weird for his managerial position to do that. But like I said, somehow he's good enough for what he does, or maybe they just didn't want him on the line to just get him out of there, but they couldn't fire him. That's why I took it as, right? Well, I mean, when he was talking to like the management guy, I mean, this is obviously a little bit later on, but he's talking to the management guy at that party. Mm-hmm. The management guy seemed to like him. Yeah. So I think I think that he was promoted because he was good. I think well, is what it was. Well, he he did his best because he's that passionate about making toys, right? So that I can see that that would make sense then. Um, but on his way home, you know, he's like, okay, so he's working, he's doing his shift, and he's very happy. And he just kind of just jumps in line, just starts shoving pieces together, <laughs> and um, on his way home, he just happens to go past a bar and he sees. Frank there and he overhears he's like through the door and through the window that he's here I can't believe it that I got that smuck to work for me I'm not leaving for a couple of days blah 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 uh, so you know Harry gets upset realizing that he's been duped right so he kind of just goes home and starts sulking and kind of smashes a figurine he has in dolls like he has this creepy ass dollhouse that looks like it's the apartment across the street from him with like the kids and the adults all as dolls inside of it. 
I mean, possibly. Yeah, they don't actually say what they are, but it's, I mean, it's creepy regardless. Yes. Yeah. So, but he starts humming Christmas tunes, right? Um, can't use the words for the probably rights to the song. Uh, and he starts, you start to see a little bit of that twinge, that twitch, the, the un- unhingedness that eventually comes out of, out of Harry. Uh, and so oh, the next day, he's supposed to be going to his next day's uh, Thanksgiving. And well, I, think, so, I think he does that creepy thing at that kid's house first. Oh, where he hides in the bushes? Yeah. <laughs> Not really. Yeah, there's like two bushes, and there's like an entire driveway, and you have the most New Yorker mom. <laughs> Yeah. Well, the, the weird thing was he was like staring through the window, and then for some reason he decided to cover his face and hands in mud. Yes. I don't know why, because it was like snowing on the ground, so like it should be frozen, but somehow he found wet mud, and he put it all over his face. No ex- explanation is given as to why. That, that doesn't make any sense. I was thinking at first maybe like camouflage or something, but yeah. I don't know. I don't know why. And then, yeah, it's like this weird bizarre thing where he was like uh, like watching the kid and then the, the, the mom and the kid came outside and they were going to leave and then he was like trying to like weirdly grab the kid. I, I don't know. It was it was very bizarre, but this was the naughty kid, the kid that was looking at the, the porno yes. man that he was doing this to. Yes, and then and, so like and then he presses his face and hands up against the side of the house and like and makes this weird yes. imprint. But again, and this is never revisited. No, there's no explanation as to why this happened or what he was trying to do here. I guess it's just trying to show his descent into madness or something. Right. Yeah, You'd bizarre. almost say this is like his mark of evil on the house. You'd, right. you'd think you would think. Yeah, but he only does it this one time and they do revisit it when he goes by later. They do show it again. And you're like, oh, here it comes. And it absolutely does not pay off <laughs> at all. No, this is this is where the mom starts beating the kid with the belt, right? <laughs> Very just, New Yorker. Yeah, yeah, she just slaps him across the face. I was just laughing. I'm like, yeah, this is 1980. Yeah. Still slap kids and it's okay. Hey, yo, I'm walking here. <laughs> <laughs> very, very. I mean, this takes place in New York City. Right. But well, maybe because he goes between like the suburbs and the city with like a few running sprints and he's in the city all of a sudden some of these scenes. Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) So, um, yeah. So yeah, after that, you know, he's supposed to be going to Thanksgiving with his brother. Uh, he cancels it because he's, you know, they're both watching like the Macy's day Thanksgiving parade with underdog and a couple other characters. And we find out that his, uh, you know, brother and his brother's wife, so his sister-in-law, are very concerned for him. Like he's just odd, right? And you know, his brother's wife's like, you just gotta talk to him, gotta talk to him. And when they have the phone call, it's really like he's talking him down off a ledge. It feels like, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Obviously, <laughs> they can tell something is very, very wrong. He's never missed Thanksgiving, and he's right. always been childish in nature let's let's go with that right he's a simpleton he his brother his younger brother always has to look out for him um now does that is that when he does later that night does he go to the house and looks at his brother and sister-in-law almost get it on with the kids upstairs um 
I don't. Yeah. Well, it's around in this time period. Yeah. Uh, um, he hasn't. Yeah, he hasn't gone Santa yet. So yeah, right. it's around in this time period. But then there's like a kind of Flashback. like a montage after this point where um yeah they just show him like building his Santa gear. Yes. From from like Thanksgiving to Christmas, and then it yeah. just like and then it just like goes Christmas Eve at the bottom like and then it's done. Yep. So but yeah. yeah the, so he goes there. We have the montage of him. His descent into madness, yeah. uh, and then he goes. He ends up at oh no! Just before he dresses up, he has everything made. Yeah, uh, you know he gets some random fur coat, and this is a crucial part. The 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 fuzz, the lining is brown as opposed to white because he takes it from was it from his sister in law's jacket? I don't know. They didn't say where it came from. He but was, it was, he was it, just it's cutting a different up a color. fur coat. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was like a. Like a grayish with black, right. yeah. But it was it was not white as the tradition yeah. is. Um, so he ends up going to the company Christmas party, and he you know meets the talks to the owner, and he's starting to talk about you know oh there's you know there's a campaign promotion campaign that this new junior exec or whoever it was is going to give donate toys to the children's hospital, you know, and stuff like that. He's like, oh, that's really great. He's excited by that. He wants to help out the kids and like the new exec goes well we really can't make enough toys for all the kids so only a couple of them will get it but well, hey oh, did you hear thought. did you hear what they were saying on how they were going to donate more toys uh basically they said everything you make over your daily quota is going to go towards the children so like they're trying to get them to work harder and faster and telling them that all the toys that go over that quota are going to those kids and then they say they don't have enough money to donate to buy the toys for the children. So all the employees are going to have to contribute their own money, their own money to get out of like, work. Yeah, it was, it was a, I mean, it was horrible. It was just a campaign that the company is not going to spend a one dime. Yep. And they're just trying to get their production levels high enough. And then they're saying that they're going to give toys to people by making the people donate themselves. And if they don't have enough toys, it's only the employees fault because they're the ones that have to donate. Like what Which, a terrible company! A, a company that makes toys yes. that uses Santa as their mascot. Yes, is doing that kind of stuff. Yeah, I understand why he gets angry. Well, like the owner didn't seem like he was going to be part of that, but this new—he—he he really came off as a sleazeball, a scumbag, well, right? Yeah, and you know, it's an executive, a sales exec. But let's face it, that's what they're like sometimes, right? <laughs> and he gets really upset with the owner because. You know, he's like starts kind of going off a little bit. Like this is absurd. You, this isn't right. This is you guys really don't care about the children. And yeah, it's fair. And, the, and the owner guy was like, "Ha ha ha!" Anyway, right? <laughs> like he did not care at all. Like he made this big old scene, and nobody even looked at him. Nobody cared at all. Oh, and before he he was talking to some other guy, talking about trying to find the right note for his song, which comes in play later, which is really weird, but not pay off well. And no, like, it doesn't. This- it doesn't pay off well. At that moment, I understood he was talking about. Yeah, but later on, he seems to like start twisting it around. I mean, yes. I guess, you know, his mind is gone. I guess. But- yeah, but I mean, he seemed to ha- he seemed to be friends with the guy he was talking to, and then the owner of the company just kind of interrupt their conversation and introduced him to Slee's back, and just kind of just another step into that well, spiral. Well, yeah, the the guy that he was talking to. Um, was one of the people that was drinking with that dude at the bar. Yeah. 
So he was basically saying, like, I got your tune. Basically saying, like, I know what you're doing. Like, you're using me so that you guys can party and stuff like that. That's what he was talking about. Okay. They were trying to have, like, a a confrontation about, like, how big of jerks they are. And then the big boss guy came up and interrupted them. The other guy just walked away. Right. Um, so essentially after that, he goes into, uh, he does steal some toys. Where's he steal it? He goes around a couple houses and steals some toys from the naughty children. Does he not? No, he do, He goes back to the factory and he like turns it back on at night. And that's when he steals the toys, but he yeah. breaks a lot of, well, he too. breaks a whole lot of them too. Yeah. Cause he's mad at the company, but he takes a whole bunch of them. Yeah, as well. But he, that's the first time he goes to the factory, right? Yeah. So he fills a bag full of toys and other bags with, I think, dirt. Yeah, I don't something. know. They didn't show what it was. No. It was yeah, it was like leaking out. It was like dirt or like gunpowder or something. something. I mean, I don't, I don't know what it was, but or coal dust maybe. Maybe that's what it was. I don't know. Something like that. I don't know. Maybe it, like the idea of coal. It, maybe that's what it was. Who knows? Right. 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 Um. So. After all that, this is when he starts to really, really twist down and break down, become the rogue Santa. Right. Uh, so then, you know, he starts, he glues on his beard, which is insane. Well, yeah. And then he's like, oh, yanking on it. And he's like super excited that it won't come off. Yeah. Because he doesn't want a kid to pull essentially his beard in for it to come off. So he'd probably use like glue that's not meant to go to the skin. Most likely. Because <laughs> he's that unhinged at this point in time. Yeah. I, um, I, and then he starts, He like I said, it's a montage of him dressing up and trying to, like, poke out his belly. And it's like like a tunic, essentially, it feels like. Or, you know what I mean? Like a long dress that he kind of wears. He's very... Well, it's a, yeah, old school Santa. Yes, very much so. Yeah. Very much so. Like, yeah. Um, And then he gets, we find out he has, like, uh, you know, a hey kids, come to my van for candy van. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. That yeah, that he paints sleighs on the side of. Yes, like I mean, yeah, yeah sleighs that look like they were drawn by like a six year old. Well, I mean, that's his mindset. For I mean, I guess that's true, but um. So, yeah, he starts going off there, and, you know, like, you don't really see him driving, but such an extreme close-up of him and his hands on the steering wheel, and he's just muttering to himself and calling, like, on Dasher, on Dancer, and just, he is now full-mode Santa. All right. Uh, then he goes into his, driving around, he gets to his brother's house and delivers his toys to his nephews. Great. Right. Nothing wrong with that, right? You know, uh, it starts it, off okay, yeah, and then he and yeah. then he goes to the uh, to the hospital that the 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 company yep. was gonna give the toys to, and he gives them like a whole ton of toys. And there's like a weird standoff with like this old curmudgeonly security guard that yes. I thought I thought was gonna go much worse than it did. Um, I thought that was gonna be the start of it, but no, but it, you know, eventually the, the curmudgeonly <laughs> guy he gives the. The, the security guard a present and then it softens him up and then 
all the doctors right. and nurses come out and he opens up the van and the whole van's full of toys and they all, you know, everybody's all happy. Everybody get out of here. Santa's here. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it was like this bizarrely like happy thing. Like everybody was so happy. He was so excited and happy that he like made people happy and stuff like that. Yes. Um, yeah. It was, but it starts off very nice. <laughs> yeah. 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 I thought this is, oh, this is it. This is it. We're going to get going. Like I said, I thought that security guard was going to be the first to go, but yeah, yeah. So he's like, okay, so maybe this isn't the twist yet. Maybe he's doing what's right. Obviously, he cares enough about this to do it. Um, but then he starts driving around, and he ends up at like his the new sleazebag. They talked about at the Christmas party that they have to do this. You know, families in town. They have to go to midnight mass, which is a big thing. I had to do it growing up. I'm sure you probably had to if, when you were forced to go. I don't think I ever went to midnight mass. I mean, we okay. did we did to go to some sort of thing, but I, we yeah. didn't go to the midnight one. <laughs> right, which was never fun. Sucked. Hated it. Well, <laughs> but I, I can imagine. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. So he starts getting kind of, he's out there kind of waiting, and he starts getting made fun of by the people from, the mass, a couple workers, and the sleaze bag, I believe, is there, and the and the owner of the company. And then we get like a short little montage of quite a few murders. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> well, it doesn't really show you that, like, what is actually going on until he drives no. away. But yeah, he's, he like has these soldiers that he made himself, like out of real metal. Like have, he like, was melting metal right. down, <laughs> right? And the, what they have, like, swords, like, sticking straight out that are apparently, yeah. like, knives. And he, like, stabbed it through somebody's head and killed him. And then they show, like, this, I don't know, it's like a hatchet that was painted. It is a hatchet. Paint, it was a hatchet painted like a toy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it had, like, little eyeballs and stuff on it. But it just like yes. it was painted. It was just a regular hatchet. And yes. then you see the hatchet go up and come down in, like, various heads. Yep. Uh, but they don't, it was, like, they're just the back of the head. It doesn't show who it is. And then right. he like, and then it, and then it just shows the van driving away. And then you see there's like five dead people. Yeah, I, I th- there's enough people that they could have taken him. <laughs> well, yeah, there would, yeah, there's five dead people, and there was like I don't know forty like people just standing there that had watched this happen. Yeah. Um. So then after that, you know, there started people are starting to you know news breaking and you know Santa killers. You know, killer sound loose. <laughs> um, and then he goes to just some random Christmas party. Right. They're playing polka music like it, it's Ohio <laughs> in 1980. <laughs> right. And like, hey, Santa's here. And like, he, he's staring in there. And they, some drunk guys find him and drag him in. Like, oh man, he just came off a murderous rampage. And you know, there's some blood on his costume and, and stuff like that. Right. And, you know, uh, it's like, oh, okay, and then he just starts dancing, just the weirdest dances, yeah, and like dancing with all the kids, and like dancing like with the women that are trying to dance with the Santa person here. Yeah, it's it's weird. It goes on for a very long time. Yeah, it goes on for way too long. Yeah, yeah, and then so, uh, and then he, you know, everything's dancing. He's like, oh, I gotta go, and like, you know, one more. And they like uh, talks to the kids, like. You listen to your teachers. You do this, or I will. You'll get presents, or else <laughs> Santa will be very angry. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and like threatens them, and then go ha, 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 after that. Right. And everyone make sure he's good. But 
no, nothing actually bad happens, but it's like 15 minutes of the movie. Of- right. Yeah, it was just like this big, <laughs> long, like, dance sequence. I'm like, okay, this is going to pay off. He's going to murder all these people. And he just leaves. Yep. Like, everybody's still happy and he leaves. I'm like, what was the point of that? Right. We already had him being happy. We need to see him murder things now. Right. He's already unhinged. Let's continue. Right. Um. So he, he gives them presents, right? And so uh, I believe next he goes to Frank, who, you know, tricked him into working for him, and he's clearly very angry with him. And he goes, breaks into his house, um, and he starts smothering him with the bag of gifts. Well, okay, he gives the children presents first. He gives yes. them, he puts presents under the tree. Yeah. And then, yeah, he goes in the room and then starts smothering him in his bed with the bag of presents. <laughs> yeah. Which doesn't work, of course, because why would that work? <laughs> right. It's not very smooth. It's still has stuff in it. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then, <laughs> then as he's getting up, he picks up like the star off the top of this like miniature Christmas tree. And slices his and throat. And he slices his throat open, and it is like the weakest blood like leaking out of a slit throat I've ever <laughs> seen in my life. It was like 14 drops of blood, and that was it. And then like the mom was like trying to scream and she couldn't like get the sound out. Yep. And there was like this weird scene of like the kids all like smiling and happy because they're seeing Santa Claus. And he's yes. like trying to, he's like all happy and smiling and like, you know, waving back at him. And then all of a sudden the mom starts screaming and he runs out of the, the house. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so he just kind of drives around the rest of the night knowing who knows what. Uh, but eventually he goes back to the factory. And I think that's when he starts breaking all the toys. Right. I believe that's what happens. And he has like this, you know, he breaks down, breaks all the stuff, and then his van, his sleigh gets stuck in the snow, <laughs> and then he's now all of a sudden like downtown New York, <laughs> like between apartment buildings and alleyways and stuff like that, where um, there's like all the people like, hey, that's him, that's him, that's the murderous Santa that just killed people. It's on the news from the night before. You know, he's still covered kind of in blood, pretty disheveled, dirty guy. Just sneaking around there, I'd, I'd say that's fair to think that's going to happen. Um, so there's like a, a showdown, like almost a you know Jets versus Shark Street Alley knife fight with the dad, and like <laughs> and like there's all these onlookers, and like all the kids come and protect him from <laughs> from Santa, protect Santa from their parents, right? You know, and he's like. Breachously holding on to them, they're willing to like die for Santa. <laughs> <laughs> and like the little girl's dad has the switchblade, and like I thought more was to come out of this. He's he's able to like slash his stomach a little bit. To slash right Harry's Does stomach, he? he gets. I don't, yeah, know. I don't, gets, I don't think gets any briefly injured out of this. Yeah, okay. Um, and I thought he. Uh, oh yeah, like. He's, he's like, leave me alone. And I think he hits the knife and just kind of just throws it away instead of using it. Right. And there's an older woman who uses an earring and stabs him in the cheek with it. Right. It's bizarre. Um, and then all of a sudden, torches. <laughs> yeah. Like, they literally had, like, pre-made, like, medieval yes. torches, like, ready to go. Like, that minute. 
That I mean, maybe 1980s New York City was like that. I don't yeah, know. I don't know. It wasn't there. But the, it was like a piece of wood, and it had like a, a wire yeah. cage around like a T-shirt soaked in kerosene. I mean, it was like a, an elaborate thing. Yeah. And, it just like, and he was literally not a block away before they had those things out. Yes. They're ready. They're ready. Yeah. There's a there's a lynch mob and a mob with torches and pitchforks ready to go at all yeah, times. Exactly. In New York. Like where, I'm, where, where I live, sure, I can see that. <laughs> well, they wouldn't have torches. No. Uh, so, um, you know, so he, he manages to get his sleigh out of the snow, and he's, I believe he goes to his brother's house. Yep. And he's like, all right, I found my note. <laughs> yeah, right? the brother, yeah, the brother is obviously had seen all this stuff on the news, and it was almost positive it was him. And then when he sees him in the Santa suit, then he knows it's him. Right. And there's this big thing like, you know, you're the I've had to protect you my entire life. I was a younger brother. You should have been protecting me. I'm sick of protecting you. And now you're doing this. Um right. Right. And then uh and then what his brother tells him he's the one that knew it was his dad, you know, groping their mom this entire time. And so like, yeah, they're just they're gonna have a brotherly stand up like I'm I'm sick of you. I'm taking care of you once and for all. I'm, this is why you have to you have to be taken down. And um, they start fighting. I think Harry chokes his brother out. Um, I mean, no. yeah, nothing too bad happens. Like he, they basically they fight around for a little bit, and then he runs away. Oh no! Harry gets choked out, and he gets put into the van. Right. By his brother, he's like going to take him in. And then he kind of just like wakes up, punches him. Well, okay. Well, here he 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 put him in the driver's seat of his own van. Yes. Like, uh, yeah. I mean, if if you're gonna like put him somewhere, why don't you put him in the back of the van? Why don't you put him in your own car? Like, I am up. Yeah, something. <laughs> right. Um. So then the angry mob finds him, and you know he's driving off, and the van drives off the bridge. Then all of a sudden, he is flying towards the moon. Yeah, it's it's a magical <laughs> Christmas. It's a Christmas miracle. It is a Christmas miracle. Yes. So yeah, that's pretty much the yeah, movie. And the <laughs> end. That's it. There is no <laughs> yeah. ending. Yeah. Yeah. Uh oh, where to begin? Yeah, that was the recap. So this was my first time watching this. Um, when I was making this list, I go, "Have I heard of this before? I don't think I've ever." heard of it and then i was doing the research for the podcast and find out yeah this is what leads into like the first killer santa movie that people were upset that this you know the the panic that occurred in the uk this was removed from the uk you know theaters um because people really didn't like the idea of a killer santa claus now it's an r-rated movie why are you taking your kids to go see this anyway I I don't get as well. I mean, to um, be to be fair, the UK at that time, like you couldn't play anything. Correct. Yeah, it was a big like scare at that time. Censorship was like through the roof. There's all these banned movies. It was a big black market for them. It was oh bizarre, yeah, bizarre bizarre time. Yeah. So I mean, I can tell you right now that honestly, the first this my first watch, it was rough for me. Um, and I do like cheesy movies, obviously. 
and this was just it seemed to drag on longer than what the movie actually was. Well, because okay, and, and the reason what it was, yeah, I, I had the same thing. And this, the, I mean, I've, I've never seen this movie before, but uh, I had a lot of times again, whenever I'm watching a movie and I and I have the urge to like do other things, I yeah. know it's not a good movie. Um, <laughs> and I did, I had the urge a lot of times, but I figured out it's just because the scenes are too long. Yes, like they're you're trying to get a point across, and like again, there's there's weird scenes that are just totally out of place that I don't know why they're even there. Like I don't understand in the in the grand scheme what it's supposed to mean. Yeah. Um. But those scenes are long scenes. They're not just like little one off weird scenes. They're like like the scene with him and the mud on his face and the kid is probably like five minutes long. It's like a a good yeah. chunk of time. The time yeah. of of him at that Christmas party, like you said, it's like it's like ten minutes long. Right. Um, I mean, there's so many like of these extended scenes of like him just like walking or watching or doing. I mean, it's it's just the scenes go on for too long. And, and in a movie like this, again, it's it's coming off as cheesy. Why are you trying to be like, you know, putting like <laughs> cinematography into this? It doesn't need it. It doesn't <laughs> need it. You don't need like that kind of shots and stuff. Just, you know, bam, bam, bam. Get it out the door. Right. You don't and you don't need to do that. He doesn't speak for most of the movie at this point in time once he goes on that path right and like as far as like murders go there's really not that many six right but that's <laughs> it <laughs> i mean there's it's not like there's multiple scenes where he keeps going like a slasher it's really only like the one scene right yeah well the, the one scene at the church and then the one and guy Frank, in his yeah. bed and that's it yes like you'd expect him to like go on a rampage with other stuff but he doesn't there's like no yeah like, there's no like structure to it, right? So yeah, I I completely agree. But I mean, this is the first one. I'm sure they're very cautious about doing something like this because it is the cultural icon, and I'm sure there were like just the idea of presenting someone that had been someone going, no, we can't do that, Santa. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know maybe. what I mean? I guess it, yeah. it's possible. Um, so let's get into our highlights of this huh. movie. If you can say there are any highlights of the movie other than it ends. <laughs> um, I, I like what well, I'm going to go with. And we discussed this briefly before we started recording. Um, and we discussed this. And I think other things where, you know, you show that your movie scarier than other horror movies by having that movie in your movie. Right. Or you have the torrent poster or you have the nod saying, Hey, your movie exists, but, were better than it. In mm-hmm. this movie, they have Santa Claus conquers the Martians, and in my mind, that shows it that this is as cheesy and as goofy and as bad as Santa Claus conquers the Martians. <laughs> it wasn't. I mean, it's not Santa Claus conquers Martians isn't a horror movie by any stretch of the imagination. But you know, they they paid homage to that, and it just shows that this maybe maybe this is all tongue in cheek. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, um, there, there's a very strong possibility that like most of this movie takes place in his head, right? I mean, yeah, I guess his descent into madness—you can see some points in there, which we've discussed a lot of descent into madness, obviously, in, in a lot of our stuff. But I mean, I guess it was okay for that part. Um, what about you? Any highlights for you? Um, I actually liked his like descent into madness in this movie. That part of the movie was actually really well done. Yeah. Like it was, you believe that this guy was cracking. I mean, like 
you know, they showed, you know, obviously he's getting pushed around at work, which is, you know, typical trigger and stuff like that. But yeah, the way that they showed him like reacting to those things, like you could see, you know, the veneer starting to break away <laughs> and he was like going full on into madness. You know, I mean, you know, when he's making his suit and doing that kind of stuff and like when he be- thinks he becomes Santa Claus, I mean, it really, you can see that, you know, that change, that change. You can see him degenerate into that. Yeah. Um, I think that was done really well. Again, a lot of these shots and a lot of these, like, you know, establishing, you know, background things that they're doing (laughs) were way too long. I mean, the movie is not short overall, but it feels long at times just because some of these scenes are (laughs) way longer than they need to. Right. Like, it should have cut down on the Christmas party and had a few more, like, murders in there. Right. Like, I thought for sure he was going to start murdering kids, right? Oh, absolutely. The naughty ones? Yeah, the way way that he was, like, creeping on them and, like, you know, he he was getting, like, genuinely disturbed when he he found that kid, like, looking at the porno mag. Like, he was, like, unhinged about it. Like, he was, like, not happy. Yeah. And I was, like, and then he went to that kid's house, you know, with the mud on his face. And I was, like, okay, something bad's going to happen. I was, like, okay, he's not quite there yet. But now he's there. And he went back and sent. I was, like, oh, here it comes. He's going to kill that kid. And he just, like, leaves a bag of dirt on his back porch. He didn't even bring it in the house. Yeah. He leaves it on his back porch, and that's it. And there's like <laughs> that whole kid subplot is done. Yeah, and you, like you think that he would mark the houses. They're naughty, and that's the idea of the mud on his face and hands. That yeah, no, come yeah, back this, to play doesn't. Yeah, no, these things did not deliver at all. <laughs> it was just no. completely, you know, useless. I don't under, yeah, I don't understand what was going on there, but but again, the highlight is. Um, I and I actually believed that he was cracking. Like that part was done well. I mean that the the writing and the acting, as far as that part goes, was good. Yeah, um, I mean everything else seemed to be filler, though. Yeah, and the, and the low point is like I don't know what they were doing with a lot of these scenes. <laughs> they're just they're so long, and they just and they're not mm-hmm. doing anything. They're not building the story. They're not changing the character arc. They're not they're not doing anything. It's just like you're already you're like establishing things that have already been established, but you're like showing longer scenes of it. Like, I don't get it. Yeah. Like the the whole thing of like, he wanted to become Santa to do good things for kids was shown when he brought all the, the kids at that, you know, hospital. Yeah. All the toys. Done for sure. Don't you don't need another shot like that for the rest of the movie. I don't understand what the whole Christmas party thing was even supposed to do. I, another set point for one fifth of the movie i guess right i mean again i don't know <laughs> maybe they were just looking for filler because you know it, they wanted to try to get the 90 minutes and they didn't have enough to get there but i mean fill some more murders man i mean well he did so many murders something. he did so many murders in a row which in slashers we have the kills and we have filler between it they just did it, the kills and one thing and then the filler the rest of the movie right the next yeah, minutes. i mean again this is still early i guess i, I, yeah. I mean, maybe they're still figuring out the formula but Oh, yeah, again, it, it just, yeah, the, the timing I, was way off for a lot of these shots. Pace the pacing, yeah. Yeah, it was, and it was just, it was very odd and bizarre. It, I, I will say it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. There was some, like, high points in there that I was not expecting. So I didn't hate it as much as I thought I was going to. I I, I didn't know much about it. I thought this is the precursor. This is the, 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 got the you know, grandparent of Killer Santa. Um, I it was worse than I was expecting it to be, but uh, that's just my thought. But for this month, we are doing is this on the naughty or nice list? 
is this something you ever would want to watch again? Let's go with that. Is that not your nice? I mean, is this uh, is this well enough to be in the the pinnacle of Christmas horror movies? Okay, well, how about? <sighs> I don't know. I don't know how to. <laughs> okay, how about? It will be on the nice list if it's at a Christmas party in the background and I'm drunk. Okay, that's fair. Okay, like it's I don't hate it. I don't ever want it to like it's not something I want to like remove from my life completely, but yeah. I don't want to like sit and watch and focus on this movie. But <laughs> I think it would be like a good background thing, you know, if yes. you're like at a at a gathering, <laughs> like at a at a Christmas party gathering and you're drinking. I think it would be a good right. thing to have on in the background. I would watch this again if Mystery Science Theater or Rift Tracks did this. <laughs> I'd love to see them do it. They did Santa Claus Connect the Martian. They've done some horror. This belongs on the naughty list just so they can take it. Right. You know, that's, that's, I'd love to see them make fun of it or someone riff it. Quite honestly, there's well, enough yeah. to do it. It wouldn't, it wouldn't <laughs> take much, but again, they'd be stretching for material. Oh, like, yeah. You know, 10 minutes of that Christmas party, they'd be like, uh, you know, you'd have, you'd, <laughs> you know, yeah, be like a Manos the Hands of Fate situation. Yes, without without Torgo's song. Which well, yeah, <laughs> I'm saying like yeah, that movie. You know, even watching the MST3K version is painful. Yes, it is. But yeah, I agree that, that it's not on my naughty list. But it'd be nice if I was drunk and like, haha, there it is. It's like if I saw Santa Claus Conquer Martian, you'd have we'd have a party and you just have bad Christmas movies, <laughs> right? So, all right. So on that note, we are doing Mall Santas out of ten. Um, for you know, you know, our grading scale for this, I'm gonna have to go ahead and give this four. Honestly, four Mall Santas out of ten. It the idea was good. The execution was poor. Okay. What about you? Um. Uh yeah okay well okay so I'll say it has to be a bare minimum seven for me to rewatch something yeah so if I'm gonna say I'll rewatch it if I'm if it's in the background and I'm drunk mm-hmm. I will take off two points off the seven <laughs> and I'll put it to a five all right that's fair enough that's fair enough all right do you want to kind of just start taking the lead on our next movie Krampus and we'll Krampus just jump in. yes Krampus. Uh, sure. Um, okay. So you got, it opens up on the, like the credits are played during like a play where there's like a a (laughs) kid fighting. It's like a reindeer fighting, like one of the wise men on stage, I think, or or I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. Um, yeah. So they kind of introduce you to like the characters, like the mom, the dad, the sister and the brother black Friday. Right. Yeah, so it's like people getting trampled. <laughs> right. Well, that's that's the like they do. Yeah, they do that Black Friday thing, you know, where yeah. everybody's yeah trampling each other, and then mm. they do the the like the school play thing, whatever. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And so then they they're going home, and it's like you know they show them as they're kind of sort of like a regularish family, like a modern regularish family, right? Yeah. Um. So you got dad, who's Adam Scott. You got the mom, who's Tony Collette. Tony, um. Yep. And then you got. Uh, you know, like a, a teenage daughter, um, and then the, the their son who's like, Max. Know, like eight or something. He's probably ten. I don't know that writing, the writing for his letter. I don't want to call him ten. <laughs> he's him yes, he he he's at the age where it's questionable whether he believes or not. All right, let's go with that, right. Max. 
Um, and they got their their grandma, who is uh, a German, I'm guessing. Oh, she is very German. Well, I was, she's speaking <laughs> another language that I don't know, so I'm, I'm assuming it's yes. German by the way it sounds. But yes, it's, it's German. German. Yeah, yeah. So she and she only speaks in German, and and the uh, the little boy understands her, and so yes. does the dad. But I don't think anybody else speaks German. Correct, because it's um, dad's. Right. Yeah. So they're like, they're, you know, the kid is like trying to like, you know, do like their traditional Christmas stuff. And like, you know, because he got in a fight in the play, they're all like, no, we're not doing that. Plus, you know, we got family coming over in a little bit. So you can do it all by yourself. So basically yep. it's like him and his grandma end up like watching Charlie Brown and eating cookies, right? Like the traditional Christmas stuff. And then everybody else is doing their own thing. Like the daughter is talking to her boyfriend on Skype. Yeah, uh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, everybody's doing their own thing. So then, um, the family shows up, which is uh, Tony Collette's sister, her husband, and their children. They have four children. Well, they have yeah, they have a boy who doesn't speak. All his entire lines in the movie is he burps. Right. They have two girls that are uh, probably the same age as Max's sister. That are pretty. One of them's pretty beefy. You know, like boyish. Well, they and both then, are. Well, yeah, they're like, yeah, yeah because yeah, there's kind of like a a side thing where like the dad wants raised, them to be boys. yeah wants them to be boys, so raises them like boys. So they're into like you know wrestling and sports and right and Football, stuff like that. Right, yeah. And the yeah. and his uncle is David Ketchner. Is that how you say his last name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something, we, something like that. Pretty known people, and then they come in essentially and like, don't you have another one? Oh shit! We left the baby yeah, in the yeah, RV. The baby was left in in the Hummer that they came. Yeah, in. yeah. Um, and then Aunt Dorothy, who's like you know the old crotchety, um, you know, kind of like yes. comic relief type character who who made her rounds on ABC in the TGIF days on all those shows. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes, um, yeah. So yeah, it's Aunt Dorothy. So she shows up too. So they all have like. Christmas dinner, and they're all being like, you know, jerks <laughs> to each well, other. Yeah, because the the fam, the sister, you know, the aunt family is pretty poor. You know, talk about they just have macaroni and cheese for Christmas, and the mom they make good money, and they make all this. You know, as the aunt says, you know, this or your sister goes, this is why your aunt makes all these foods that you can't pronounce. <laughs> well, again, to be fair, I don't think it was necessarily that they were. I mean, I, I guess it was kind of like assumed that they were not well off. I think they were just trashy people. And that's why they were calling. That's why they say, well, what do you normally eat? Macaroni and cheese with hot dogs in it? You know, because that's like yeah. trashy people food. Right. right. I mean, not to knock it. I like macaroni and cheese with hot dogs. <laughs> but I mean, I'm just saying it's, it, you know, to them, it, it seemed like that was like, you know, a trashy level food, like people that live in trailers and eat that. You know, that's what they mentioned uh, in the thing. Like they were, you know, right. whatever. So they, yeah. I think there was more of like a a battle between the 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 cultures <laughs> rather it's, than a, which yeah them being two sisters are in, are in two different worlds right. one married up one married down <laughs> right right essentially yes yeah um yeah so everybody's like you know a jerk you know they, you know people are calling out like oh the you know the the food is you know their little chickens are dry or you know what I mean yeah there's little stuff like that Aunt Dorothy is like you know. <laughs> unhappy with everything yeah she's already started drinking you know she comes out with like her creme brulee and they're already like they're basically like fighting over it um because the one the young boy writes a letter um to santa 
Yes. Um, and the letters, you know, like a very nice, like, oh, I want mom and dad to fall in love again. I want, you know, to hang out with my sister like we used to do on Christmas. Um, and he wants know. his he wants his cousins and uncle be well off. They want yeah, he to wants be them okay. to be well off. He wants um the the uncle to stop treating his two girls like boys, you yeah. know, and stuff like that. So the 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 two girls that are you know being treated like boys are obviously kind of like bullies. Um, yeah. And they and they steal the letter and they're reading it out loud, you know, to yep. everybody. And so, of course, like everybody gets kind of upset by hearing all this stuff because, you know, it's supposed to be the Santa. It's not supposed to be read aloud. Right. Um, so they have. A, yeah, they get in a big fight, you know, bring um, breaking stuff all over the place. He, he eventually gets his letter back and runs away. Um, but yep. everybody's kind of upset at the time. So he goes into his room and he's like, you know, puts it in the envelope like he's going to send it. Uh, and then changes his mind, takes the letter out, tears it up, and then throws it out the window. Yes. And then it, like, mysteriously floats up to the moon. Right. And then a storm comes. <clears throat> yeah. Winter and they, has uh, come. Yeah. And then a storm. <laughs> yeah. And then a storm starts. Uh, like a blizzard starts. Um, the daughter, uh, the teenage daughter, wants to go visit her boyfriend. Yeah. Uh, and they say, okay, well, you know, he's, he's you know, you, get, you have an hour. You know, you have, go check on him, whatever, and then come right back. Yep. Um, and as she she leaves and they notice like later on, like she's not back yet. Um, so they decide to um, the, the dad and the uncle. Yeah. Both decide to go out looking for her. Um, they go out looking for her and they see like the whole like neighborhood. Well, actually, did the power go out before this? Yeah. Or, yeah. OK, so the power went out before. This. So their, their power is out they're, That's why they're very concerned, because, you know, they don't have their heat. They don't have. Um, you know, lights and blah, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you know, blizzard outside. So they yep. decide to go try to find her before it gets worse out. Um, so they go out there and it's like, everything is like super frozen. There's like these giant icicles hanging off of buildings already, even yeah. though, you know, storms were going for like, you know, a couple hours at this point. It's like day after tomorrow winter. <laughs> right. Yeah. And yeah. So they like, they go and they find like a snow plow stuck in the road and they see like the snow plow, like the, uh, the windshield has been smashed. Uh, but it's in, obviously been smashed it, yeah. in. Yeah, it's been yeah. smashed in, not out. But yeah. yeah, the the keys are still in it. The door was open. Nobody's around. Um, and so they're like they're looking around. Um, they kind of I guess realize that something nefarious is going on. So of course the guy with the Hummer opens up. Uh, you know his gun locker. <laughs> He's got like a shotgun and a and a handgun. He hands uh, Adam's got the handgun, and then he. He's got the shotgun. They get to the boyfriend's house. They go inside. Um, nobody's there, but they see like a, a gingerbread man, like stabbed to the fridge with a with a, a kitchen knife. Yeah, and they're like, okay, like something weird has happened here because like the door was open and there's like frost and stuff everywhere. Yep. Um, so they go back, um, to go get back in their truck, and they, then their truck has been destroyed. <laughs> oh like, yeah, ripped apart, like on fire. You know, like bad things happen he, he he had a name for it too like betsy or something like that lucinda lucinda yes. lucinda was the name of, of the armor um so uh, yeah they are like okay we got to make it back as they're walking back they get attacked by some kind of thing that like travels under the snow you don't get to see it but you hear it it's like a tremor right type yeah. effect in the snow yeah right yeah so it, it grabs um uh i don't know redneck uncle's <laughs> leg um and he you know Basically, Adam Scott saves him. He shoots the thing that's biting his leg, um, and they get back to the house. But his leg is like all messed up; like it's obviously been like bitten. 
Yeah. Um, so they get to the house and he's like panicking at first. And Adam's got calms him down. Like, Hey, you know, there's like kids and stuff here that, you know, chill it out. And so then they're, you know, they, they bandage him up and they're trying to figure out, you know, what to do. Cause obviously they never find the teenage daughter. Right. And then there's weird snowmen outside. Right. Yeah. There's, yeah. There's like snowmen outside. There's like weird noises going on all over. Um, yeah. yeah. They're like, you know, things are, are happening. So they're basically trying to plan another like expedition. Yep. Um, uh, and like as they're they're planning the the expedition, I'm sure what happens first. Well, the the meat was it Mima, Omi. You talk about Omi, the Omi. She that's when she lights the fire. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, I think they already had the fire going at that point. Well, she says she's doing it to make hot cocoa, but she lights the fire for another reason. Well, yeah, and she yeah, she she tells people like make sure you keep it hot. Yes, don't let the fire die down. Um, right. But yeah, I think they kind of all start to they kind of go to sleep that night. Um. Yeah, you're right. Okay, I was I was, I was trying to remember because like a lot of things happened, and I was yeah, trying to remember they, the order then, of them happening. Yeah, and then there's the like the DHL guy comes, drops off presents, more presents, and then presents they didn't. Their other presents were there that's not there. Like, they must have been the boys in brown. Right, yeah, yeah. So, they, yeah, they bring him in. Um, you know, the right. fire's been going all night. Yeah, so the fire's been going all night. Yeah, they decide that, uh, well, they board up the windows and everything because they, you know, right. they, they want to try to protect it. And they're, um, you know, they're. I guess they're going to try to go out um, in the, and, and in the find day. her in, yeah. in the morning, right, because it's already yeah. dark. Yeah. Um. So they decide. Okay. Yeah. We need to keep watch. You know, because you know stuff's going on. We got to make sure that somebody's up to, um, you know, to watch over everybody. And so yeah. it cuts to like later on, everybody's asleep. Yeah. Uh, and the fire has has died down. Um. And then like a little like hook and chain comes down the chimney with like a gingerbread man like tied to it. Yep. Um, and so it starts like jingling around, and so the the boy, the silent boy, opens opens his eyes and looks, sees this gingerbread man, walks over, grabs the gingerbread man, and just takes a big bite out of it. Yep, <laughs> as you do, I guess. Yeah. Um. So as he does that, then the, the the gingerbread man jumps up, wraps the chain all around him, and then the chain starts yanking him up the chimney. Yep. Um. And then yeah, Tony Collette wakes up first. She grabs onto his legs. Uh, you know, screaming, obviously. Um, and then, you know, he's getting pulled up the chimney, then she's getting pulled up the chimney, and then there's, like, a big, long chain of people, like, trying to, like, hold on yeah, to them. And then, like, as that's happening, like, I know, what else happens to them? They ki- they kick the fire log into the tree. That's what happened. I was, like, was going to say, I was going to say, something else happened. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so a fire happens, so the Christmas tree's on fire, so, like, pe- some people are trying to put that out, some people are trying to, like, help bring them down. Um, and whatever. So I ended up bringing everybody down. Um, and the kid ends up back in the, on uh, the front room. And then as they like relax a little bit, he gets yanked right up the chimney again and they lose him. Yep. Um, and so then they, they like, uh, the, the dad, the, the redneck uncle decides that he's going to run out there and, and get him. And so he grabs his shotgun and he opens up the front door. And then there's like a bunch of weird snowmen out there. And there's one snowman that made to look exactly like that kid. Yeah out there to kind of mock him so he's like starts screaming and getting angry uh, and then he starts seeing these like things running between the snowmen there's like a whole bunch of snowmen yeah like small s- small 
creatures. Right. Oh, we've got to mention that when they're at the boyfriend's house, that looks like the chimney was split open and there's oh, like yeah. goat right. hoofs. Yeah, that's right. The goat, 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 goat right walk on his back line. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um yeah, so they uh yeah, so they go back in the house, they close the door, and then they're like arguing over what they should do next, and then the grandma says Omi. Yeah, Omi says elves. Like I don't know how the hell she would know that. <laughs> Well, I guess right. I guess her history well, when she tells that, I guess. Yeah, but it's she like goes the only thing she story. describes. Like she's not describing any of the other things that are happening, just this one thing. Right. She clearly knows she has it's clearly known that she knows what's going on this entire time because she keeps giving weird looks and like these strange things are occurring. She seems to know what's going on with not saying anything. Right. And then um, she goes into her story. Well, they fight the elves first, don't they? <laughs> Or is that later? No, that's later. Okay. It's after that that the elves come out. Okay. Yeah. So then, yes, then she tells the story about how the same thing happened to her when she was a little girl and it, and, and Krampus came Krampus. and killed and killed her whole family and like everybody in their town except yeah. for her. And they left her alive and she was the only survivor. They left her like a bell that says Krampus on it. Right. So she would remember never to be naughty again. Right. And it's right. a weird thing because all of a sudden we go into like a weird animated thing, like not shadow puppets, but like cardboard cuts with like the strings. Like you got the new Candyman, I would say. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. I mean, yeah, just like an interesting, um, yeah, like a stop motion kind of thing. But yeah, it's, um, it was, it was cool. I, yeah. Um, yeah. I'd say, I'd say, like, spoiler alert, that's probably my highlight, is I, I really like that animated yeah. <laughs> thing. It was pretty good. Anyway, um, so, yeah, so, yeah, that whole thing happens. They all decide that they're, you know, going to try to wait it out. Yeah, because they um, don't believe her. Right. She's just yeah. senile. Right. Woman, right. Right. Yeah, they're just like, yeah, whatever, we don't believe this. I think Tony Collette believes her at this point um, because yeah. she saw something in the chimney. Obviously, she saw something grab him. Yeah. Um. So she believes at this point adam scott i think believes because it's his grandma and the little boy believes because that's like his grandma's like his best friend pretty much yeah. but yeah. yeah the whole other family does not believe at all right the aunt's like oh, this is a bunch of horseshit I'm like, <laughs> who wants to learn how to make some peppermint schnapps right yeah <laughs> so they uh, they go to the other room to like yeah to, to talk about what they're gonna do yeah um and then yeah and then uh, the two girls, um, I don't remember. Stevie is one. And Jordan. Jordan. So Stevie and yeah. Jordan, the, the two girls that are treated like boys. Um, so they decide to go to the bathroom, I guess. So and they, they go, went together. Yeah. yeah. And they go upstairs because Aunt Dorothy clogged up the one downstairs. Clogged up the shitter. <laughs> right, <laughs> the crapper. Fancy, all the crapper, all that yeah, fancy food. Exactly. <laughs> um, so yeah, so they go up to go to the bathroom. Um, and then they like. Or no, the mom, the their mom was up there rewrapping the presents that had gotten burned in the fire. Yeah, um, and then she got called down for the meeting. So then they went back up to go to the bathroom, and then they saw all the packages. Well, um, the attic was the attic was open. Right. Well, yeah, and but they anyway, thought they, they thought they heard. Uh, uh, oh yeah, the, the sister. The, right, right. So they yeah, then they went up to go check that out, and then, um, well, that that happens off camera, but apparently all the the packages that had been brought in from the front porch, um, you know, burst out of their, you know, pack, yeah. you know, boxes and like attacked her. So like they go upstairs to like figure out what's going on. I believe it's Adam Scott, 
Tony Collette and then Linda, the wife, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they're downstairs uh, doing that. Howard, who is the, the redneck uncle, he stays downstairs to like guard all the kids and everybody because he's got the bum leg. Yeah. Um, so they're, they go up there. They see like this giant jack in the box, <laughs> like <laughs> eating, eat, had eaten one of the girls like a, like a snake does. <laughs> So it's like, you know, like you can see the girl like in its body like a snake does, but it's like its its mouth like opens almost like a predator. Very much like a predator. Yes. Yeah. So it's like a or the, vampires in the box. For, or the vampires from Blade 2. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, it's like <laughs> that. And so then they go to fight that thing. And then there's like a weird like uh, angel bat doll thing. Yep. And then there's like a, a robot with like blades for arms. Battle box. Right. <laughs> and then there's oh, there was something else. Oh, the bear. teddy bear. Yeah, the, the teddy, teddy bear, bear with the huge teeth. Yes. Um, so yeah, so they're all like fighting these things. Like Adam Scott's getting stabbed in the back from the robot. Um, I think Tony Collette's getting held down by the bat thing. Uh and then the j- jagged box. Oh, she, she was getting strangled. She was getting strangled by the Well, eventually, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, and then the jack in the box was like trying to make its way through the the ventilation to shaft, escape. but it was but yeah. it was too fat because the the child was inside of its body. <laughs> so so it was like trying to do that. So they're fighting these things off, trying to get to them. Yeah. Um, and yeah, then the, yeah the bird thing ends up wrapping Christmas lights around Tony Collette's neck, like strings her up and hangs her from the ceiling. Um, and then Linda sees her other daughter still alive, like laying on the floor. So she gets like a surge of energy. So she like yes. grabs this axe <laughs> and she's like in the attic. <laughs> yeah, in the attic and then smashes the uh the robot. Uh she d- smashes the the uh the bat doll angel, thing, whatever. Yeah. Angel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she, yeah. She cuts Tony Collette down and then she goes to like chop the jack in the box just as the jack in the box makes it into the ventilation shaft, but she does manage yeah. to save the other child, Stevie, I believe, from right. the classes. Yes. And then meanwhile, yeah, meanwhile, <laughs> the guy is uh, Howard goes in the kitchen because he hears like noises in there, like yep. giggling and stuff. So he goes in there and the gingerbread men have uh, a nail gun <laughs> that yep. they, they shoot him in the leg a bunch of times. And then he like defends himself with a cutting board. And so he like holds the cutting board up till they run out of ammo. And then <laughs> he's fighting him and see shoots something and it blows up. And catches yes. them all on fire. I don't know what he shot, but it takes uh, out. He, he he shoots he shoots the butane torch that was used for the. Oh, light. that's right. Okay, I was like, I, I, he shot something. <laughs> I didn't quite catch what it was. Yeah. Um. So it explodes and it takes out most of them, but there's still one left. Well, he shoots yep. a couple more, and then the one yeah. is going to just about jump on him and and get him, and then their dog Rosie, Rosie comes in and and eats it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Good girl. Him. Yeah. <laughs> Then they come. Then they come down. There's like you wouldn't believe what just happened. I just got my ass handed to me by a bunch of cookies. Right. Um, yes. Yeah. So then they're all like, you know, you know, freaking out because bad things have happened. Now their other daughter is gone, like in the ventilation shaft somewhere. Yeah. Um, and they're trying to figure out what to do. And then this is when the elves attack. Right. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So the elves well, like. Well, sorry. They said so they send the dog up. Because they boarded everything, so the jack in the box can't get out. So they send the dog into the ductwork and somehow goes up in ductwork. Well, yeah, and then trying to attack these things, and then the jack in the box falls down through the ceiling along with the other toys, and then the window bursts open, and the elves come in. 
Yes. Yeah. So then the elves come in, and then there's like an elf battle. Um, yep. And uh, they lose a few <laughs> people in the elf battle. I'm trying to remember who all gets the aunt? taken. Who is yeah, holding Aunt the baby? Dorothy. Yeah, Aunt Dorothy and the baby. And then Howard jumps onto the Jack in the Box as they're trying to get out. That right. trying to get that thing out of the house. Right. Yeah. So they're all all gone. So at this point, it's basically uh, Stevie, uh, the little boy, Max, Max, uh, Adam Scott, Tony Collette, and then Linda are the only ones left. And Omi. And Omi, right, right. Yes. Um, so they all decide that they're going to try to make it to that snow plow because that's the yep. only way that they're going to be able to get out. So they all go to leave, and then Omi decides to stay back and like do a last stand type thing to buy them some time. Because there's hoof print, there's a clatter on the <laughs> roof, and the chimney starts to split open just like they saw at the boyfriend's house. Right, right. Um, so so they they go and do that so they're like going and trying to make it to the snowplow um they make it to the snowplow but the thing that's under the ground ends up eating everybody the adults yeah it eats it eats linda (laughs) and then it eats adam scott and then tony collette gets the two kids into the snowplow and then she gets taken away um they manage to like start the snowplow but then um the elves pull stevie out of the window um, and then all that's left is is Max. Yes. Uh, and then Krampus like ends up showing up to Max, you know, kind of like giving him like a wink type of thing, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, you and know, he, you, he, you did all this. We did this for you. And then he hands him the bell with his. Yeah. Right. With his and, name on it. Right. And then they leave, you which know, like wrapped, which is wrapped in his torn letter. <laughs> so the wrapping paper was his torn letter. Right. Right. Yes. Um, so yeah, so basically saying like, you did this <laughs> now our job yep. is done. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they, and they go to leave. And so they're, they're going to leave. They open up like a, a what a portal to hell. Well, he comes, he, they're going to drag him away and Max comes back and confronts him. I take my wish back. He throws a bell. That right. bell then sinks into the stove, which then opens the portal to hell. Right, which they just start dropping the adults that have are still alive into it. Like it doesn't yeah. phase them at all. No, not um, at all. And then he like he says a bunch of things like you know like I, I take, take it, it all back. Yeah, I take it all back. You know like take me instead. Like basically yeah. everything that you can try to do to like make this thing work, and nothing really changes their mind. And then he like yeah. drops them into the the lava well he, <laughs> cry, he well there's a point where he's crying and krampus comes up to him takes a tear away and like you look into the just unmoving mask that is krampus and you just go oh it's gonna be fine then they start laughing right <laughs> yeah. he picks up and then throws him into the pit right yeah he throws him into the pit and then he wakes up and it's like back uh it's like christmas morning it's like a perfect christmas morning everybody's still alive yep um, and they're all like, you know, happy, like opening up presents, like everything is great. And then um, he opens up his present and it's a Krampus bell. Yeah. And then one by one, as everybody looks at the bell, you can see like all the, the memories like flooding back in of like what happened to them. Like they all had the they all seemed like they had the shared bad dream, the nightmare, because that's what Max seemed like. Right. And then they realized oh shit this isn't a dream right yeah like <laughs> bad things happen and then they they pull out and they realize they're inside of a snow globe yeah and the snow globe is in like a you know decrepit storage area with a whole lot of other snow workshop the Krampus's workshop I right would call it. right yeah the end yes <laughs> 
I've watched this a lot. It's you can't tell. Well, that's fine. I've only uh, this. I've seen it <laughs> twice. This is the right. second time I've seen. It. I saw it so, when it came out in 2015, <laughs> and now I watched it again. Now, all right. So, why don't you go first with your first thoughts or, or rewatch on this? Um, I mean, first thoughts. I mean, it's 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 a fun movie. You know, it's a fun yeah. Christmassy you know movie mm-hmm. i mean it's it's got like you know the modern twist of like the whole uh uh you know like republican democrat like you know kind of oh yeah schism that usually happens in families in some form yes. or another right you're a boy um, scout right <laughs> yeah but they also it, it also you know is is kind of nice because you know they basically like learn to to work together at least mm-hmm. at, at some point in time so it's like that doesn't really keep them apart for too long i mean it, obviously it's more fun than anything. it's not like they don't, they don't try to be serious like at all in this movie. no it's a it's like no. a fun thing but i mean it's it's interesting i like the bad things that happen that like you know, it's like the daughter disappears like almost immediately and she is yes. never found correct like she's just <laughs> gone i mean yep. there's nothing like yeah just done <laughs> I mean, yeah, nobody ever finds it, so it's not like, and like everybody that disappears is just gone forever. Like they don't, oh, no, yeah. no one ever comes back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which yeah. I do like about it. It's like it's a, it's a, like a bad ending. It's like a oh, long yeah. time. It's a long time coming, but it's like, yeah, it's like it's just bad things happen, and then there's no like resolution right. for that bad thing. Right. <laughs> it's just that's it. Bad yep. things happen over. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. So that's your first thoughts, right? So mm-hmm. it was, it's enjoyable enough. For you right for oh, yeah. it being a christmas horror movie yeah yeah um and yeah so i saw this when it first came out i saw it in theaters because it's the same it's by uh michael doherty who did it it's uh, michael something yeah michael doherty all right and he did uh first off x2 <laughs> superman returns urban legends and then trick or treat so, which I love Trick or Treat, right? I thought, okay, he's doing another kind of like anthology, not anthology, but like another twist of a holiday. I'm like, all right, this is a great trend to come up. And I watch it. I watch it every year re- re- since it's come out. This is like, all right, it's it's the first movie that the wife and I watch um, in December. We don't watch many, we don't watch Christmas movies, or she does. I don't because I'm a Scrooge, but <laughs> I would watch this enough. I think it's good enough to to do to on a rewatch yearly for me. Yeah, I'm. I mean, in general, I'm not a fan of Christmas movies, um, right. so I don't rewatch like any Christmas movies. I mean, uh, you know, I usually end up watching parts of them anywhere because they're they're just like everywhere, you know. Yes. So like it's it's impossible to completely avoid them <laughs> as yeah. long as you have a television on and you know in on this <laughs> in this month. Right. Um but yeah, I don't I don't make a point to watch them. I mean, I will watch some um that are like, you know, kind of incidentally Christmas movies like Die Hard. <laughs> right. Um just to like say, hey, I watched a Christmas movie. <laughs> um but I mean as a general rule like anything that's Christmassy, I usually don't rewatch. I'm not a fan. Um, but this one's pretty good. I mean, it's it's uh, it's it's good enough to where I would rewatch it. I haven't up until this point, but I would. Yeah, I mean, it's it's campy. There's a lot of great people in it that right. we like. That now, are see, horror, this is that yeah, are this horror is, icons, right? This is the kind of campy I can get on board with, where it's just a fun 
yeah. movie, right? And they don't, they don't wins. go overboard with it. They don't try to go meta no. with it. No. It's just like, you know, a goofy, ridiculous story done by good actors and actresses that can, you know, not only play the straight man, but also, you know, do the comedic side of things. Yeah. <laughs> Which uh, Adam Scott and Tony Collette are both excellent at. <laughs> oh, yeah. Tony Collette is a, a horror icon at this point in time. Well, I, she can be, but she's also been in a lot of goofy yeah. movies. She can also do drama. I mean, she can do, I mean, she's, she can do just about anything. I've seen her was do. She, but... Was she the mom in Little Miss Sunshine? Yes. Yes. See, there you go. <laughs> but like I said, she can do just about anything. I mean, I've, mm-hmm. I've seen her great in, in tons of things. But yeah, I mean, they did a great job in this. It's, it's Again, it's it's campy, but it's not uh, overdone. Uh, again, like right. I hate the campy that gets meta with it. You know what I mean? Where yeah. they try to like be self-aware about it. And that's, to me, it just, you lose me at that point. It just right. immediately turns bad. But they don't do that in this. And I, they maintain it. And it's, yeah. it's good. And, and Adam Scott and David Kushner are usually comedic actors. So they bring that comedy side to, to this movie. Right. You Adam know. Scott can do drama really well too. I mean, I've, there's been a couple of movies that he done, which are like strictly dramas that he's been excellent. in. Hellraiser four. <laughs> oh yeah, of course. of course. No, yeah, you're correct. But he also does the, he does the campy goof stuff. Like he did like evil son. That was a parody on like the omen a couple of years ago. I don't know if you watched that. No, I don't. Um, he, he's done the horror movies cause he was in a uh, piranha 3d. Too. No, I mean so, he I mean, does. Yeah, he does a lot of stuff. I'm just saying, like yeah. he, he's he's yeah. another, uh, you know, just like Tony Collette, where he can do just about anything and anything right. I've seen him do, he's been great at. So, yeah. <clears throat> All right. So let's get into your highlights then. I know you briefly touched on this. Uh, yeah. I mean, again, I, I'll I'll do a couple, but I mean, the one I really like that little animated short, like kind of in the middle. It was just yeah, you know, fun but kind of like dark, and it it was giving me like Coraline vibes almost. <laughs> Well, it was, um, it was very, it's very idea of how you would have animated this, or they would have done it through like shadow puppets or or something like that, telling the story in that day and age. Right. I, that's how I felt like it. It was, and it did it really well. Yeah, it was. It was good. Um, and also the um, just the, the practical effects for all the monsters and stuff were were awesome. Oh yeah. I'm sure there was some CGI in there, but I could tell there was a lot of practical effects stuff, and they did. Most a, they did practical. A good, yeah, they did a really good job with it. I mean, like the, the Krampus's horses, his reindeer were just like giant banthas, but right. like all practical. Like the only thing that was CG really was the gingerbread men, right? Um, but yeah, no, I, I, again, I thought it was great. I mean, like the little robot with the blade hands was yep. outstanding looking. I mean, the weird bat angel thing was <laughs> yes. was you know suitably freaky looking i mean the the teddy bear with the giant toothy mouth was, <laughs> was i mean again they were all great fun designs and you know yeah yeah i thought that was fantastic i like them for 2015 not to be that heavy in cg was amazing yeah yeah okay yeah i mean highlights for me i, I rewatched this i've been noticing i noticed a lot more stuff in this rewatch and if you rewatch it enough, probably like I have, you'd start to notice things, right? So, for example, um, the angel tree topper, right? Uh-huh. They alluded to that because they were fighting over the angel tree topper because the sister got it and she didn't. So there was an angel tree topper enemy. Um, cookies being made, you know, doing the old school cookies versus the store bought alluded to the gingerbread man. Uh, the sister had a stuffed teddy bear given to her by her boyfriend 
Max had a drawing of a robot on his wall. And that was the robot toy. So I maybe I'm overthinking it, but there's hints to all these these toys were catered to them for these things. Oh, okay. I uh, I said I noticed that for the first time in this watch. I'm like, wait a minute, the robot's on his wall. Wait, the sister had a teddy bear. Oh, they were ain't they're fine over the angel tree topper who who got it from mom. Um yeah, and I like, you know, the yeah, the highlights the also the actors and just the it was a good balance of cheese and seriousness and the bad ending. Like it was to me, this is what a holiday horror movie should be. Right. You know, uh that yeah. What about low points for you? Uh uh, let's see. Low point. I don't know. Aunt Dorothy. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. It's just mean. Uh, yeah. Okay. So low point, and that something I've I've nitpicked every time I watched it. They hang up the new Christmas picture every year instead of just replacing the one. Well, yeah, I mean, that's, that's a weird. whole that's a whole wall of pictures, like. Right, but they ha- she's looking at the past couple of years and how creepy Santa has been towards her teenage daughter. I'm like, they have like four or five years of Christmas pictures. I'm like, why would you have that many Christmas pictures up all the time? You have a slot for the Christmas picture, and then the new one goes and takes place of it. Well, I, to be fair, she seemed like the kind of decorator that would take decorations down and put them up on the walls according to what time of year it is. That's fair. So I mean I think she might have just hung that up because it was the Christmas time to do so. Okay. I don't think they I don't think they were up there all all the time. Yeah. But I mean other than that low points there's really not any in my mind. Like it, uh, it, no it's, it's, it's a it's a pretty solid movie all around. Yeah. I mean there's not a whole lot of like I said there's not like a glaring flaw that I can see other than the little boy. He was oh, and Stevie and Jordan were annoying, and they were meant to be. Well, yeah, again, there's people that I don't like, but you're not supposed to like them. That's right. the, that's the whole point. Like that, you don't like them is exactly what they're going for. Like that's right. What they mean, like that whole family was yes. annoying. But again, that's what they're going for. That's you know, that's right. exactly how you're supposed to feel. Oh, fun fact: the 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 daughter with the glasses. Is Max's sister's sister in real life? Max's sister's sister. So Max's sister and his cousin with the glasses yeah. are sisters in real life. Oh, okay. All right. So they surprisingly didn't have them playing sisters because they are in this movie. Oh, they didn't call. Well, yeah, I don't know. Well, I guess because the one sister needed to have another sister that was a boy, and the teenage girl seemed. Not yeah. boyish. <laughs> yeah. I guess I don't know. I mean, I that's guess fair. That's... that's fair. All right. So, is this on your naughty or nice list then? Um. Well, it would be a nice list. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'd I'd rewatch it. Yeah, I I completely agree. Completely agree. All right. So, how many mall Santas out of ten would you give the movie? Uh, mall Santas out of ten. I'm gonna try to like. I'm trying. I'm going to try to localize these to just Christmas movies. I'm going to yes. try. I'm going to try not to rate them against 
other movies that we've done so far. <laughs> like this is this isn't this like th- these December ones are not the same rating scale that the no. other ones are on. Just to, just the no. word. So I will say this one on the Christmas rating scale. I will give it an eight point five. Mall Santa's out of ten. Eight point five. I'm I'm doing ten because <laughs> this is like, like I said. I'm a Scrooge. I don't like the feel good. Christmas movies that exist out there. I really, really don't. But this is enough of a horror movie and enough that we can kind of, I can get away with just watching my one Christmas movie <laughs> that I have to watch with the family or at least the wife. So for me, it's a 10 out of 10 just because of that. I can, I can watch it every year. It doesn't bother me because it's such a bad ending. It makes it perfect for me. What about, what about Gremlins? Uh, I get sick of gremlins. <laughs> I'm just saying it takes place <laughs> on Christmas. It's Christmassy enough. It is. It is. All right. Yeah. Are you saying that gremlins is better? No, no I'm just saying <laughs> these are movies that you can force people to watch as Christmas That's movies yeah. that are better than Christmas movies. Yeah. Because like I said, yeah. as a general rule, I don't like Christmas movies. <laughs> right. But this is this is, you know, de- definitely above your rewatch and it's good enough that's so cheesy that I think it's good enough to watch every year, so I do. Right. Alright, so rounding up our Bad Santas episode of our 13 Slays of Christmas, we have a Christmas horror story. Uh, now, this was only my second time seeing this when we watched it last night. <laughs> I know this uh, is your first yeah, time. I, yeah, this is the first time I watched You probably didn't even know this movie existed. I did not. <laughs> So, what, what, essentially what this movie is, it's a loose anthology movie that has different stories, but they kind of cut between. So, it's not like story, 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 story. It, there's connections between everything in it. So, well, there's yeah. the wraparound. Yeah, they do it there. to make sure that the climaxes for all the stories happen around the same time. So it's not Correct. like story, 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 story with clear beginnings and endings. It's like they interweave them to the point and cut between them so that the climaxes happen at you know kind of simultaneously throughout the film. Right. They're they're essentially, you know, the how many shorts? How many short stories? One, two, three, four. four, four, but. Two of them are really one. So at the end of it, once you really know what's going on, there's three. Right. And the rapper. Like what? Well, the rapper is kind of directly related to one. That's what I mean. Oh, it's that's like what you mean? The rapper and the one yeah. story are like the same story. But no, yeah, you're right. Four. It would be four. And so instead yeah. of five, it would be four because the rapper is technically directly tied Correct. to one of them. Yeah. Correct. So. Um, and they are extremely loosely tied to each other, <laughs> like to the point yes. where, yeah, the girl in, uh, well, I'm not going to mm-hmm. name them yet because they haven't described them yet, but I'm saying the girl in story three mm-hmm. is the girlfriend of the guy uh-huh. from story one. And that's the yes. only direct thing that they have. The The dude from story two was the guy that they were watching in the video in story Correct. one. Yes. So yeah, there's like extremely loose connections between them. Like the 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 family in story three, uh the 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 rapper um William Shatner is the grandpa of that family. Correct. And then he works with the guy in the other story. 
Right. So yeah, they're, yeah. They're, again, there's like these very, very loose connections between them. There, the stories are not related in any way, but there's just like very loose, you know, connections between the stories, just to show that they all take place in the same world. I guess. Right. It's kind of like Trick or Treat, which I know you haven't seen. Where no, it's the same town. You have the characters crossed into different stories, but they have their each unique story. Um. So I, I kind of just want just discuss the stories a little, just a little bit because they're sh- pretty short let's face it yeah no, um, I was like just... we're gonna treat this like an anthology movie like we normally would mm-hmm. um without going into huge 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 detail because i said they're short um so essentially um the the rapper story is william shatner is a radio dj uh and he's doing stuff for christmas right so he's on air doing a double shift playing christmas songs which he doesn't play very often He's drinking some really watery eggnog and I'm assuming whiskey. Um, and he's talking to like this ever present producer that we never see. And he has a weatherman there that he's trying to get to interject with the with the weather, and he just puts a sign that says fuck Christmas and walks away. <laughs> um, so we're kind of listening to his radio show, and let's go into the I'd say I'll go on one story and we'll get say it's the uh, haunted school. Right. Yeah. I'd say haunted school is one. Um, the cop family is two. The, uh, um, uh, the family in the woods would be three. Three. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah. And then the, uh, the Santa one would be four. Let's, let's do that. So the haunted school, um, and here's, so we see, they're high schoolers and they go to a private school and they're doing some project over some haunting that's trying to get evidence of a haunting at their school. And they're, you know, they're listening to the radio. They're listening to William Shatner radio. Um, and they're waiting for this other girl to show up so they can go into the school and start recording. So they're watching on iPad, something that happened the previous year where there's a cop goes in there and they find a guy essentially crucified with his neck broken pinned to the wall with a biblical verse painted in blood on the wall i don't remember exactly what it says something about the sun coming so something about the, the baby's coming and the child's yeah. gift or something like that yeah um so you know they're going to sneak into the school and do their own capturing news report and try to find evidence of a haunting so they believe the place to be haunted uh while they're waiting the you know a girlfriend of one of the guys who's the camera guy shows up we have a little ass groping session <laughs> unnecessarily yeah. and then she leaves um so they have the sound guy who has no boom mic you have a horrible camera guy who's the camera guy and you have this girl who's really supposed to be, who's actually like 18 or 20 but she looks like she's 12 yeah she looks like she's 12 <laughs> and i, I i'm gonna yeah, I'll complain about this a lot, but yeah, she looks again. I I brought this up when we were watching it, but yes. she reminds me of like watching a toddler like dressed up in like weird a sexy outfit for like those bizarre oh, those pageants. Yeah. yeah, like those yeah. weird pageants where they make children like dress up like they're like models or something. I don't know, whatever the hell it yeah. is. That's a feeling I got from her. <laughs> I just yes. this like again. She looks like she's twelve, and she's like there's a couple of scenes where she's trying to like act like sexy, and it is not working. Well, at least Correct. it's not working for me. Correct. But I was just like, um, yikes! And none of them were in jackets, despite heavy snow everywhere. 
Yeah, it's heavy snow. It's freezing cold. Yeah, like the two yeah. guys don't even have jackets at all. They're wearing like t-shirts. And she's wearing a skirt. Yeah, she's wearing yeah a skirt <laughs> with like thigh with, boots. <laughs> right, yeah, with like yeah, like what do you call them? Go-go boots. And then yeah. she's got like socks, you know, like thigh socks. Yeah. But that's it. And then she's got a jacket, but it's like, you know, it looks like a more like a light fashion jacket. A windbreaker. Not, like a, not like a warm jacket. <laughs> right. Um, so essentially they're going to the school and they sneak and they get somehow key the key ring and they thought the principal's gonna be there. Um they so they go into the basement of this boarding school that they go to school of, essentially. I consider boarding school. And they're starting going around there, you know, recording their evidence, trying to find this evidence of a haunting or figure out what happened there. Um, and, and essentially, you know, they, they go down there, they go past, they figure out this used to be like a convent or a or school where pregnant teenagers would go to be hidden from society because it was, you know, all that beforehand. Yeah, what, what um, they call it, like a, a school for unwed mothers or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, they're walking, they're going to go to the room where this crime happened a year beforehand. Then you go past, and we were discussing this last time we were watching it, to, like, the abortion room where there's blood on the table still, which, you know, this is an active school, which would never happen. Right. And the <laughs> funny, ne- yeah, and, and that room is right next door to the room that the murders happened in. Well, there and, was a lot of blood. And, and they and were cleaned, cleaned up. up, but they yes. left the abortion blood all over the operating table. Like, yeah. Is, I mean, obviously, it's, they're doing it for effect, but I'm just like, you know, who like right. who's trying to think this out? Because they failed. Yes. Um. So they're doing these news reporting. And like I said, the guy with the no boom mic, who's the sound guy, kept hearing things. I'm like, I don't know how he's hearing shit. Like there's no boom mic, there's no parabolic mic, but he just has headphones on. I why they couldn't put the boom mic in? I don't know. That's just pet peeve. They probably mine. couldn't afford it. Well, like right. okay, the the guy, <laughs> the camera guy, right? I'm, okay, I'm doing quotes for camera guy. He is literally just holding a camcorder. Mm-hmm. I mean, like you could have. I mean, his job could have been done by a tripod. Like he right. wasn't she's doing any camera work. He was just standing there. And she has a microphone attached to nothing. Right. Yeah. I mean, which <laughs> a wired microphone. It had a wire clearly hanging from it that was not plugged in anything at all. Correct. So it seemed like a really piss poor ghost hunters. <laughs> well, yeah. I don't know. Um, and they they go in the room. They see that you know the blood's clean up. This is where it happened. You know, there's a couple of crucifixes hanging up. Oh, the holes are still here where the nails were because he was nailed to the wall. Right. They start make out the the words on there. And they start to hear spooky noises. And, you know, there's a couple of jump scares where there's like a ghost of someone briefly in the camera. Yeah. And, um, and of course, there's like a bizarre room with like a bunch of weird mannequins and stuff. Like, right. They why go a this, school for unwed mothers or a boarding school would need mannequins is beyond me. But they're there. Well, they're the nativity scene. Oh, that's right. They did see it. Yeah. So they realize that they're trying to get out after spooky things start happening. And they realize that. You know, this where they're trying to put their key in, the other side's locked, which is a keyhole and a keyhole on the same deadbolt. Right. Don't know how that's supposed to work. Well, I mean, it, it can work, <laughs> but it just means you all you always have to use a key. There's, right. You can't lock it from any side. You have to always use the key to get in or out. Yeah. So they couldn't, you know, she's like, I tried every key, and there's like, what, 20 keys in the key ring? Yeah, and- she tried 20 keys, and she, yeah, well, there was 20 keys, and she tried maybe two. 
Right. And I can't get out. Yeah, none okay. of them work. Oh, it's getting cold in here. And then <laughs> so, like, they're all bundled up. Like, I don't know if this helps, but I have food. It's not champagne. And it's like, what? Uh, peppermint sticks? Yeah, they were candy, candy canes. canes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I was say, how quick they gave up. Yes. I mean, they like, they, very they, they, again, they tried like two keys on this giant key ring, then gave yes. up. Uh, yep. Then they're like, oh, we can't go out the windows. They're all barred up. Like, that. Yep. that's it. That was that was the thing. They're like, okay, well, I guess we'll just stay here then. Yeah. And then she's like, oh, candy canes. I didn't realize how starving it was. It's been like two hours. Right. It's like, <laughs> it was evening when you got here. I know you already ate dinner. Yeah. Um. So a guy was, you know, one of the guys like, oh, I'm supposed to be serving soup at the homeless shelter, right? Which comes into play later in the other stories. Um. And you know, so they start. They're they're gonna go to sleep because it's sleepy time. You know, they're gonna wait, and there was like school's not gonna be open for like another week and a half. Um, so you know, the the, the girl starts. You know, we have a couple jump scares. The girl starts seeing things. She kind of has like a, I don't know, fog surround her, if you will, and she lures the camera guy who has a girlfriend into that room. Um. Like saying, "Hey, let's have some sexy time." He's like, "No, I got a girlfriend." Well, goes, okay. Oh. <laughs> to be fair, yeah, I would have been like, "No, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not into children." Like, please leave me alone. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. And it was, so I, I would, I would also tell her no. Right. So, and then just kind of fades away, and then we see her go to the other guy who clearly has a thing for her, a crush. Yeah, right. And then she starts seducing him. And you know, then they have, then they do have sexy time with no foreplay, just dry bone. <laughs> well, and no foreplay, and they don't even bother taking clothes off. It's just like right. unzip and just go at it. That was it. Like, yeah. And then you know, I don't know how like, they. I don't think they understand how uncomfortable that is in real life. No, but. clearly this person, whoever made that scene, has never done anything. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and then she's like, "Oh, I have a baby in." <laughs> yeah which again one babies don't happen that fast it's like, like it takes some time to swim up the tubes and stuff like yes it's not immediate correct um and then it kind of realizes that she's been like possessed by the ghost all of a sudden she's like wait what did you do to me yeah what, did I do? Yeah, yeah, what, like, what do you mean you did it to me and then that whole plot line was just dropped Yep. Like, okay, like, if you truly believed you were, like, assaulted, you should be more upset than that. You shouldn't yes. just be like, oh, I guess nothing happened. Like, she just, like, dropped that whole thing. I guess it's like they have a short story here. They have a small window to tell right. the story. But, yeah, like, that whole thing was just dropped. Like, why even bring it up? <laughs> why I bring up that line of, of thinking and then just drop it immediately? Like, it's, it's more disturbing than, you know, not mentioning it at all. Fake lore? I don't know. I guess so. So he's like, I gotta find another guy. No, don't do that. And they go into the room. He's like a crucifix shoved into his face. Right, yeah. He's been murdered. Yes. And then um, the ghost of the girl who had an abortion, and she has a aborted baby ghost, yep. uh, shows up, and she's like, starts crucifying the guy, other guy, to the wall. And she's like, hands the baby over to the girl and then like, touches her stomach you're like you're now pregnant and then she gets out <laughs> yeah it's, that's the story <laughs> right it's uh yeah i mean <laughs> right we'll discuss it later but 
Yes, yes. that is the story as it is told. <laughs> That's correct. All right, so you want to bring it? You want to go into number two uh, for us? I there. have to do this one. Okay. Want- uh, <laughs> this one is uh, there's yeah, mom and dad, little boy, and they're like in the forest, like uh, cutting down a Christmas tree, right? Yep. Um, they're dragging the Christmas tree back. Um, they were all like happy, like oh, we all love this tree, and then all of a sudden they're like complaining that it's too hard to get the tree back. Um, somehow the kid gets lost. Yep. Um, and then they can't find the kid. They're like running around screaming for the kid. Um, they can't find him, and they go to this like you know obviously fake tree with a big hole in it. Um, and and all of a sudden their their kid comes out of this hole in the tree, and it is yes. extremely obvious from like the outset <laughs> that there's something wrong with this kid. Right? He yeah. does not look the same at all, right? and he doesn't Hold speak. On. Okay, so, uh, yeah, this kid comes out of the hole in the tree, and it's very obvious there's something wrong with this kid. Like, I mean, even the look on his face is like, this is not, (laughs) there's something up with this kid, right? Um, So they take the kid home. Kid kid continues to act weird. Um, They take the kid home. Like, they feed him dinner, and he just, like, keeps eating spaghetti. Like, he's he eats, like, shoveling. Yeah, like, shoveling in his mouth. Like, he's eating, like, three giant bowls of spaghetti. Um, and then, and then he's like, his dad sits down to like, try to talk to him and he like stabs his dad in the hand with a fork. Yep. And the dad like reacts with like comically over the top violence. (laughs) I mean, like you son of a bitch. Right. Like he was like (laughs) going to punch the kid out. I mean, like immediately I'm like, okay, this is not a, a good family unit here. Like something is off. Um, and so, yeah, he like walks away to cool down and they send the kid like to his room. Um, yep. and then like, yeah, the kid continues to act like weird, like the, um, I mean, just, I mean, yeah, like the kid doesn't talk at all. Um, and just continues to act weird. The mom gets this weird phone call, um, from this dude, um, that well, they, they showed for a second, there was a guy, like a, a big dude on like a snowmobile that sees them like leave. Yeah, the, from uh, the, the tree, the, right. the private property that they were right, on. right, yeah. So like that guy calls her and is like, uh, you know, hey, you know, uh, you know what happened in the woods, and you know she describes that like, you know, oh well, you know we got a tree, and he's like, yeah, well that wasn't, yeah, that's not a tree farm, like you stole my tree. <laughs> like, yes. Okay, and he's like, well, what all happened? And he's like, oh yeah, we lost our kid, but then we found him, and he's like, oh, you didn't find your kid, like that's not your kid. <laughs> Right. And she's like, whatever. She just hangs up, right? Yep. Um, and then the kid, like, continues to act weird. The kid, like, uh, sits down and, and opens up all the presents because it's, you know, Christmas. So he, like, tears open all the presents, like, even presents that weren't his. Like, they've been yeah. all opened up and all spread all over the house. So the dad, again, gets comically violent. Pull out his belt. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's going to, like, beat the hell out of this kid with the belt um the uh, the mom is like no no obviously this is gonna happen like you need to get out of here like you know you need to get away from us um so he goes in the other room and he's like you know calming down like realizing he did bad right so he's like he tries to go talk to the kid to like apologize um and as he like opens the door and he's like talking into the door like trying to apologize the kid the kid is like crawling on the ceiling yeah like drops down and then you know like you know, you hear like a scuffle, but you don't see anything happen. Uh, and the mom was like taking like a nap at this time, or maybe she was going to bed. I don't know because it was nighttime. 
Correct. I'm not entirely sure what happened there. Uh, but anyway, so she gets like weirdly molested. I like I don't know what that scene. It's like was. a sex dream. Right. It's it's like a sex dream, but it's like obviously the weird kid is like touching her in her sleep. It's bizarre. I don't like it. Um, but yeah, so she wakes up, you know, the kid is obviously not there, but she's like, okay, now I need to walk around the house. So she goes to walk around the house and then she sees, um, the dad, um, strangled with the belt. (laughs) Um, his hand has been like chewed off and he's like, I don't know, like got Christmas lights wrapped around him. I mean, they didn't really explain that. I yeah, think it was just his hand, like, was, his hand was off. <laughs> right. Yeah. His hand was, yeah, his hand was chewed off. Um, so yeah. So she like runs in the, she like grabs a bat and runs in the bathroom and she calls the guy back, um, that called her earlier. And he's like, Oh, you're ready to listen to me now? Like, yeah, that's not your kid. That's a changeling. You know, it's disguising itself to be like a kid. And she, she ends up, she looks up, up on the internet. And of course, now she knows exactly what's going on. Right. So, you know, the internet yes. has told her everything. So. You know, he's With Google all, search, yeah, right, yeah. So she, he's like, okay, well, you got to be real nice to it. You got to like convince it to come back out to the woods, and then you got to deliver it back here, and we'll, we'll get your kid back. Um, and she goes, okay. So she goes outside. She tries to like be nice to it, but she's like obviously like crying and shaking and stuff. Um, so the yeah. the kid like immediately sees through it, and it runs at her, and she just like clonks it in the head with this bat. I mean, like a hard hit. <laughs> and then it gets up, runs at her again clonk i mean another hard hit and then it's just out (laughs) so she packs it in like a duffel bag (laughs) and then drives back out (laughs) through the forest um and yeah she pulls the kid out of the duffel bag the kid is now like obviously like some kind of alien looking monster thing um and then there's a whole bunch of other alien looking monster things in the woods all around it um the the dude the creepy dude on the snowmobile comes out and he's like oh thanks for bringing him back like they're hard to keep under control kind of thing. Like obviously, you know, I guess the twist here is that he knew all about the changeling and he's like raising changelings out there or something. Right. And and they listen to him and he keeps them in line. Right. Yeah. They listen to him and he keeps them in line. Um, <laughs> I don't know what happened there, but she ends up just shooting him. Yes. She brought a gun because right. her husband's a cop. Right. Yeah. But the, yeah. so she brings a gun. I think, I, I think, uh, she asked where her son is and the kid, the guy was like, I don't know. He's like, I don't know how to get your kid back. You're going to have to talk to the changeling thing. Yeah. And then she gets upset and then she shoots the guy. So of course, when she shoots the guy, like the changelings, like <laughs> get all like crazy and they like, you know, jump on him and end up finishing him off. Um, and then at that point, I guess as like a thank you for her shooting that guy, they like bring her kid out of the hole in the tree. Yeah. And the kid's like, yeah, like in his underwear. So obviously like this changeling stole his clothes and pretended to be him. Um, Correct. So then that child then comes out of the tree. She grabs the child and then walks away. And that's it. Yep. End of story. Yes. All right. So <clears throat> I said, we'll, we'll do our highlights and low points over these stories. Kind of like what we think the best and worst was. Obviously yes. like we do for our anthology stuff. Correct. All right, so story number three is the girl that was getting groped by the boy from, from story number one, when she gets in the car with her parents watching her get groped, uh, they go off and they're listening to the radio and who happens to be William Shatner is their grandfather or father. Well, of, I, think, I don't know who, I don't think they exactly say. Yeah, they don't say if it's maternal no. or paternal grandfather, they just say grandfather. Correct. Um, and they're going through 
areas and to go to the uh, the dad's aunt's house because he's trying to sell like some product that he's doing, right? Some biofuel or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I think he's trying to get her to invest or something. Yeah, because she has money um, and he realizes like, you know, I know that, you know, my mom, you know, your sister didn't see eye to eye. We're just here. It's Christmas Eve. We're here to patch things up. Um, you know, and they have the weird guy who's always the weird guy in everything sci-fi and horror who plays death and supernatural is kind of like the groundskeeper there. Um, and they're just trying to just talk to her and one of the, the son looking at this figurine of Krampus <laughs> and, you know, they're like, oh, you don't know what that is. You know, it's Krampus. He, he punishes kids who are naughty, blah, blah, blah. He's, you know, the anti-Santa Claus. Right. And so um, they decided to, you know, you know, talk to her. They go out of the room. The mom, the the wife starts drinking out of the decanter that's there. And the son, you know, getting it with the groundskeeper. He's like, don't you touch it. It's like, what's going to happen? And he, he drops it on purpose and it breaks. Right. Um, so, you know, the aunt's like, okay, you have to leave because you, 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 broke this right um clearly she thought something was up and just wanted them out of the house as quickly as possible so they kind of start you know driving back and was they see something in the on the roads right um i'm trying to remember how they get their car stuck in the snowbank that's like a foot away from the road yeah i'm pretty sure yeah i'm pretty sure they see something run across the road like something white yeah, Run, runs across the road and they swerve to avoid it, and then like yeah, get yeah, so barely get, stuck in the snow, and then of course you know he slams on the gas immediately to try right. to get out of it, and of course he gets more stuck. Correct. Instead of you know the rocking back and forth or have someone outside pushing, it's not like it was bad out, and they're okay. This isn't working. We have to trek back to the ant's house. Right, and they I know okay, so they decide to go back to the ant's house, but they don't follow the road. They they decide to the cut through the woods because it's a quicker walk. Yes. I mean, these are not genius people here. Like, Clearly what, what do they tell you? If it's cold out and you get stuck somewhere, stay in your car. You're yes. far more likely to get found in the car than you are in the middle of the woods. So, I mean, correct. Yeah. These, these people are not intelligent and they deserve what happens to them. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, essentially, they start going through it and they start hearing weird noises and seeing things and the essentially the sun gets taken first right yeah okay so it's like a hellraiser hook blade kind of gets him wraps him up he gets just get yanked somewhere yep um yeah so then like oh shit <laughs> something's out here with us yeah we know that right um so like oh we have we have to keep going they try to find like the flare that the sun dropped. They looked at, they found the flare. They pick it up in the snow and then like a hook comes out and like slashes the dad's stomach pretty heavily. Yeah. And like, Oh, we have to leave. I, I can't make it. We, there's a church nearby. You guys get to the church. And then like the, so the mom and daughter get to the church and he, he manages to keep up. And all of a sudden it's like his guts hanging out, which would have been his guts hanging out. He's able to get there too. And they're like, okay, so they're in the church and he's like, I, you know, I think it's, 
do you think it's Krampus? Do you think it's Krampus coming up? Like, we're in the church. Maybe we confess our sins. We'll be okay. Okay. And, and one, like, first of all, what church would be empty on Christmas Eve? Correct. But have a, everything lit. Right. Like I'm saying, like, this is an obviously used church. If it was an abandoned church, that's one thing. Whatever. It'd be, right. You can't do anything but abandoned church. No, this is an obviously used church. Yes. And, like, no one is there on Christmas Eve. It's like... If there is any one day, I would assume that somebody is inside of a church, it would be Christmas. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so they start confessing the dad's like, you know, oh, biofuel's a scam. I don't I don't really work anymore. It went under the scientific project, so it changed the world. It's not happening. Right. Yeah. The girl yeah. was a kleptomaniac and just stole stupid, meaningless things. Like a liar. Yeah, yeah. But she stole stuff all the time. And the boy was apparently a serial killer or at least a budding serial killer. So, like, nobody should feel wonder bad. why we have no animals and why these things. Yeah. Like, yeah. She said she found him the day that their cat disappeared. She found him in the garage with a bag, like an empty like garbage right? yeah. bag and like blood all over his hands. Yeah. Yes. And the mom's like, I got nothing. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, really? <laughs> Nothing. Um, so you know, Dad essentially bleeds out. Well, he gets uh, he gets yanked yeah. out the window. Well, he was he, there was a lot of blood next to him, but well, for losing that much blood, he seemed to be okay. Well, he was alive enough to scream when he got dragged out the window. <laughs> right, and so then they're like, oh shit, there's something here. So they go hide in a confessional booth, thinking that this paper thin. Cl- fabric mesh <laughs> is going to stop these claws are clearly going through windows and doors all right <laughs> um oh, man I, this one's blanking from my mind of uh, the, the, the mom gets taken yeah next. the tongue comes under the door oh it starts licking her yeah it starts licking her <laughs> they get all freaked out and then she like stabs the tongue and they pulled back and then the mom like sacrifices herself so that the daughter can run away Right and um, yeah, yeah. So she runs in the arms of of the monster, and then the daughter runs out the door and and makes it to the house. Yes, and so um, she realizes it is Krampus, and uh, she she does the mom kill Krampus or does she kill Krampus? The daughter. Um, no, the, it's the daughter. The daughter. Yeah, the mom dies in the church. And then yeah, the daughter, and the daughter goes daughter and talks douses, to yeah the aunt's like oh you have a cross out here you knew this thing was coming for us you want us out of the house to get baited out so it would leave you alone right um and so she gets you know kicked out of the aunt's house and she's out there like by the wood pile and like she Krampus is there ready to take her and then there's like gasoline that she throws it on Krampus and the liar that she's a klepto and stole. She uses to light Krampus on fire. And we see him essentially burn. And then she goes back to the, you know, to the ant. And like, you know, hey, I killed Krampus. It's all over. And then she transforms into Krampus. So Krampus right. was the groundskeeper. Right. And then, and then now it's the that's grandma. It. Yeah. End of story. Yep. End of story. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So we have our first tie. Uh, we'll talk. Look, we can do a brief overview of the ties that are there at the end of this. So we have essentially one last story. Yeah. So I figure you like this one the best. So I want to. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's like actual for real Santa Claus, uh, who is dressed like in a like Viking esque outfit. I would say. Yeah. <laughs> he has like yeah like leather like bracers on his arms. He's wearing like a leather like vest with like a Viking inspired. The oh, tunic yeah. underneath. He's got like a belt that's got like three big buckles on it, like almost like a, you know, kind of like an armor belt. Um, yep. but he's he's very obviously um Santa. He, he does have some braids in his hair, so like I said, he's like a Viking Santa, but he is acting just like you know jolly Saint Nick, right? Yeah. Um. So like, yeah, he, he's hanging out with the elves. They're discussing like you know toy production and blah blah stuff like that. Um and then Mrs. Claus comes in with a plate full of cookies. All the elves are all excited because they all love cookies, so they all eat cookies. This will give you fuel for your trip. Right, yeah. So then uh, the one elf uh was shiny. Shiny. <laughs> yeah, he he's like, I don't want any cookies. I'm not hungry. And they're all like, what do you mean you don't <gasps> want cookies? Like, you always want cookies. Cookies are your favorite. You have to eat cookies. And he's like, I don't want any cookies. And they're like, I don't want on. your fucking cookies. Yeah, I don't eat the cookies. <laughs> I don't want your fucking cookies. In, a, in his really high-pitched elf yes. voice. Um, and so then he stabs his own hand. Yep. With the with the, whatever knife he was working on the toy with. He stabs his own hand, and he starts, like, freaking bleeding out. Over, right, bleeding yeah. over the other elves. Right. And he's like, bleeding all over the elves. And then he, like, becomes, like, kind of like a... <sighs> Well, he uh, dies, and they're like, right. Elf can't die. Right. And they're like, well, he's dead. Um, and then, like, yeah, well, th- that's at the point where it cuts. And then when it comes back, like, Santa is, like, full-on fighting in an, an invasion of zombie elves. <laughs> Correct. Like, Shiny comes back as a zombie, and then all the other elves that were in that room were all, like, zombies. Um, so he's, like, fighting them and killing them <laughs> and with his, like, blade staff that he like rubs against the the fireplace and it instantly becomes like a bladed weapon <laughs> um so yeah he's killing all of these uh elves like fighting it you know like it's kind of a last stand type of thing <laughs> yeah um and he, he kills all the the elves and stuff and then he has to he goes in like uh what like the storage room and he ends up yeah. having to kill his wife because his wife is also like infected um, yep. So he kills his wife and then he goes out to with the reindeer like stalls, Um, the reindeer stalls, the reindeer are OK, but like, the you know, br- the, the door of that thing breaks down and it's Krampus. Yes. Um, and then they have like a showdown with Krampus. So they're like doing like, you know, all these, you know, fight moves, you know, like going back and forth and stuff. I think he like chops off his horn and yeah. they're, they're fighting back and forth and back and forth. And then all of a sudden. Like Krampus is what is what does he say? Like, why are you trying to hurt me or don't hurt me or something? Yeah. Um, and then he kinda like starts snapping out of it and like, you know, little pieces of reality start coming back in. And you see that it's um Storm and Norman, who is the weather yep. weatherman that yes. William Shatner was trying to talk to earlier. So he had gone to this like mall toy giveaway yeah. thing. Um, and that he at some point, I barely had a psychotic break yep. and per- thought he was Santa and started murdering people in this mall area. Right, because he thought those were his elves right. that he was murdering, but it was people. Right. So, yeah, he's starting to have flashbacks of like him murdering like shop workers and stuff, thinking they were elves. Yes. Um, and then this guy that he thinks is Krampus was just a guy, you know, in a like a Walmart Ant-Man. vest with yeah. like Rudolph <laughs> yeah. horns on. Yes. 
Um, so yeah, so he basically realizes that, okay, like, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm breaking with reality. They have a flashback of him, like in the bathroom, like just screaming <laughs> yeah. at himself in the mirror. Um, and then he like, you know, whatever, as a psychotic break, he can't like let go of it. And so the police like, you know, barge in and shoot him dead. Yep. And that's it. Yeah. So. Let's talk about how these all kind of tie together, right? So you have William Shatner is the father of one of the families. Right. And that were stupid with Krampus, mm-hmm. right? The daughter was the girlfriend of the video guy in the haunted school. Right. The cop that was on the scene in the iPad from the haunted school was the dad of the changeling. Right. And then clearly Stormy Norman was the radio weatherman from William Shatner's show. Right. Yep. (laughs) So I know this is the first time you watched it. What was your, what was your thought last night? Um, okay. Well, I mean, yeah, besides me, like, not liking the weird <laughs> toddler and tiara girl that was like, <laughs> look, she's 12. Um, but like, obviously, when I was watching this, it's pretty obvious to me that three of the four stories were not Christmas stories. They were just <laughs> loosely tied in to a Christmas to, to make them part of this. I, 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 my honest belief is that this started off as a anthology that had nothing to do with Christmas. Okay. Right. And like three of the four parts, again, very, very loose ties to Christmas. The one with the haunting with the, you know, aborted fetus and all that stuff. The only thing tying that to Christmas was that that murder happened on Christmas Eve. Correct. There's no Christmas decorations. There's nothing. There's the, nothing. There's, there's no ties to Christmas at all. Other than it being the excuses to why the mannequins were down in that storage room, right? Because they were from the nativity. And why no no one's going to come find them because it was Christmas break. Right, right. That was it. Those are the very, very loose ties. Nothing to do with the actual Christmas theme or no no Christmas part of the story. Nothing. It was just very incidental side stuff. Yes. Um, The changeling thing, right? I mean, they were looking for a Christmas tree. he opened up presents underneath the tree. These are the only things tying it to being a Christmas story. These could have easily been anything else. Again, this wasn't a Christmas story at all. Yes. Um, I, I truly believe that the Krampus story was, was a werewolf story because it really reminds me. Yeah, yeah. It really reminds me of a werewolf story. It's ex- like, yeah. it's, like the tropes are exactly like a werewolf story. That only they runs put, in front of the car. Right. They get- Right. Off the side of the road. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's literally like every other werewolf movie you've ever seen is like exactly <laughs> like that. I think that was a werewolf story. The only one that's actually a Christmas story is that last one of like Santa fighting the elves, which turns out to be a guy that cracks because he hates Christmas and is forced to do Christmas things and yeah. somehow has a psychotic break and thinks he's Santa and starts killing people. That one does have strong christmas ties and I, I really believe that one was originally written as a christmas type story yeah. um but i yeah i don't think that the other three were um i think that they were stories from somewhere else maybe even another anthology whatever it was 
I just don't think they're Christmas stories. That was the one thing that was really like I was saying, like, what is Christmassy about this story? <laughs> when I was watching these, I'm like, okay, the one with Krampus, like, other than they say Krampus, uh, there's nothing else. Like, there's, right. there's nothing else, like, actually tying this into Christmas. It's fair. That's fair. <clears throat> um, yeah, like, I uh, was this, this might have been the second time I saw this was on this rewatch. Um, you know, my first thought, yeah, it, I I completely agree with your comment. I didn't really pay much attention to it the first time I watched it because it it really wasn't that interesting to me the first time. Um, it's just something that popped up on like Netflix one year, a couple of years ago, huh. and you know, the wife really likes Christmas and she does like horror, and she likes Christmas horror. She's like, oh, this this has to be good, right? She likes it. Not knocking for it, but I'm like, usually if she's going to watch it, I go, you can go ahead and watch this without me. Like, we watch Krampus. I'm good for the season. <laughs> you know? We got to watch Die Hard and Gremlins, man. We do watch Gremlins. But she likes Gremlins too more than one. Ugh. Well, Gremlins 2 doesn't take place on Christmas, does it? It's President's Day. Yeah, not Christmas. Correct. Um. So, I mean, this is, yeah, that was my, my first thought. Is your, your, I agree with your first thoughts, too. You know, this isn't on. This is clearly not on my rewatch list. Well, that's the thing is is the that 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 fourth one is a good story. Like, yes, I want to just cut that out. <laughs> like, I'll put that <laughs> story in the rotation. But again, it it because that story kind of cuts around a bit. Like, it fits into the yeah. anthology because it, you know it cuts into other versions of it. And then when you come back to this story, it's further along. The other ones don't do that, but this one does. Yeah. I mean, this is this is a weird cut movie because usually anthology you have story, 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 right? And not like we were discussing. It's just they kind of go and do the you know the uh, let's call them the acts of the movie at the same time frame, right? So when it's the climax, you know, act you know the climax and the final battle or whatever it is, Act Three, they all occur about the same time when they're cut to it. Then they eventually the story's done. Then we get the climax of the next one. So it's like Act One of all four, Act Two of all four, in you know right. that order. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. The, the only time they usually do anthologies like this is where, like, at the end, they all somehow kind of meet up in some way. Right. And that's why they have to do them all at the same time. But yeah, if they're completely separate stories like this, yeah, they usually do not do it this way. Right. Um. So, highlights for me is is definitely I, I agree with you is, is essentially the sent into madness that Storm and Norman had. You know what I mean? Like I know changeling stories enough. We know haunted stuff enough. This doesn't really do anything new to the tropes that we see in any of their in any of their creatures. I would say. Um, um yeah no that's fair it doesn't add anything new to you know the werewolf story essentially the changeling story or the ghost hunter story nothing new other than some awkwardness that exists like over the top characters <laughs> right no i mean i mean i was okay so i mean you know in order i would like them like the the santa one is obviously number one 
yes. number two is the Krampus one. Even though I truly believe it was a werewolf story originally, it's still pretty well done. I mean, it's 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 fun enough to watch. Like you know, it's, I don't yeah like dislike it. Um, and then the it would be the ghost story one. It's just I mean, again, so much of it revolves around you. Like I guess finding her attractive, which I don't. <laughs> Yeah, because you know, there's like two major events that like you have to like buy that she's attractive, and I I just don't buy that. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that that doesn't work for me. And then the, the changeling one to me was just boring. I mean, the 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 things that would have been interesting to see are done off screen. Yes, and it's like that's just. I mean, the only interesting thing that happens is she shoots the guy, which I didn't expect her to do, which was interesting. Right. But the other whole rest of it was pretty boring. Yes. Um. And, you know, maybe it's because we're getting older that we don't appreciate, you know, what we would not appreciate, but find that girl attractive. Like, you know, if we were teenagers when it came out, sure. Uh, yeah, maybe, I guess. I don't know. I it just yeah. looks like a child. Yes. Um. So, yeah. So, what about, you know, low low points for me is... Just, I, I don't like that format they did. Personally. Uh, I don't, act one, act one, act one. And it just didn't really pay off in the end. Like, it's, it, you know, they tried hard with, like, you know, the rapper tying into things. And we, obviously, we discussed this a lot in VHS. Right. Um, and, you know, there's been some instances in VHS where the rapper does integrate into one of the stories. Um, I don't think this, I don't think it did it well enough for an anthology movie. No, I mean, I, again, yeah, I mean, the, the rapper didn't really tie into anything else other than like having a coincidental, like the weatherman who didn't talk is the guy right. that like, you know, got into the the you know the the fighter or like the the breakdown whatever. Yeah. Uh, but again, like that weatherman doesn't talk and is not really involved. He makes a very very passing. <laughs> appearance you know when he writes you know fuck christmas on a notepad <laughs> and that's right it. that's it that's the only tie that you get to it but yeah technically it is the same story yeah yeah i don't yeah so i mean is that your is that your low point what's your low point? um well yeah high point would be um the santa story <laughs> um because yeah. it's 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 just you know fun all-around story both ends of that you know the one where he is just santa a viking santa fighting elves yeah. i think was is just fun and uh but it was again it was short enough not to overstay its welcome it was campy but it wasn't meta cheesy right it yeah you know it was it was but again it yeah. again didn't overstay its welcome if it would have been a full-length movie like that it would have sucked i, I bet it would have sucked but you know, just the you know the small little piece that we got was great, and then the other like part of it where you realize that it's you know it's some guy just having you know a psychotic break <laughs> that is just seeing that stuff in his mind is also great, right? Yeah, like both of both parts of that are are good. So that whole like little act is great. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's tied between um just how boring Changeling One itself is. And like how the only interesting parts happen off screen. I think the best part of it is when she hits the kid in the face with a bat. Yes. But even that is like kind of subdued and like they didn't really show it as well as they could. Ha- you know, like whatever. I just didn't really <laughs> like it that much. And then the second one again is 
the story is just not all that interesting. But like, you know, I have like, you know, a ghost of a girl that, you know, died, you know, trying to give herself an abortion or whatever. Um, and that's, you know, great spooky ghost or whatever. But like, I mean, just the way that it manifests and the way that it ends is just goofy. And the yeah. part of it that a lot of it, um, you know, plays off of you have to find the girl like attractive, which again, I've said enough times I do not. Right. So do you, do you, okay. So this is kind of a thing that I, now it just happened to work out with Christmas evil. Cause I don't think I knew enough about Christmas evil, but I knew there was a Krampus story and it compared to a Krampus story. And we also then have a descent to madness, Santa and the descent to madness, Santa in two different movies as well on this list. You know, so do you think Christmas evil was a better descent into madness or do you like the short story? Um, Norman better. I think the short story did it better. I think maybe just because it was a more modern take on it, but it was a very, yeah. very limited thing. I think the Christmas yeah. Evil did the better overall story because they kind of showed more of that descent, you know, as the yeah. why. So we're like, you know, with the Storm and Norman, we don't get the why. <laughs> we just get like, he doesn't like Christmas. We don't know why. He just doesn't like Christmas. And apparently it, he doesn't like it enough where he, had, you know, broke his mind. Right. Um, but yeah, Christmas Evil, you get like a longer drawn out thing. So if you had like Christmas Evil, but like tied in with that, that short story, I think we would have had a great movie. In there. Yeah. If we, if we mix the two, take out like the Christmas party and all those long extended shots and just put in <laughs> Santa fighting elves in those places. I yes. think we would, I think we would have had a great movie. I think you yes. mash those two together and I think we would have had a great movie. Yes, and obviously Krampus was a better Krampus story. Like, I don't think you're going to get a better Krampus story, quite honestly, in the movie. That's a full-length movie. Um, well, yeah, Krampus has yet to have a personality, so you could have one where he, like, actually talks or something. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I mean, there's room to improve. I'm, I'd say, hey, Krampus is great. Uh, yeah, I don't know if they're going to be able to improve on it. I'm just saying, they have, like, Krampus is just a... A, a monster that doesn't talk it's just a you know a, a MacGuffin that kills things yeah it's the it's the anti-claws right yeah so i mean yeah. like i get that i mean again he, he's scary in krampus right i mean you know he's oh yeah you know intimidating enough to to be scary but like his toys do most of the work yeah so like yeah they could have like a I think you could have a, a good Krampus movie in there. Again, do I think it'll be made? Probably not, because anybody that's going to make a good horror movie is probably not going to make a Krampus horror movie. Goodness. Uh, there, there's other Krampus movies out there. Oh, just, I'm sure there is. <laughs> and I refu- I've i tried watching them. I go, this is... It, it's because of the 2015 Krampus that came out, oh, quite honestly. Yeah. Well, anything just, that comes out that's moderately successful, offs. yeah, there's going to have junk versions of it. <laughs> yeah. The, right. I like to call them the dollar store versions of them. Very much dollar store versions of Krampus. Mm-hmm. Like they, I think one's marketed as Krampus too. Huh. You know, so. All right. So, naughty or nice list as a whole, if you had to put it on a naughty nice list. As a whole, uh, it would be on the naughty list. <laughs> 
Yes. Uh, just because yeah, there's a lot of this. I, I don't know if it's if it's just those two are bad enough to where they feel like they take up more of the movie. I think it's just because I don't like them, so they feel longer. <laughs> They're probably all the same length. Um, but yeah, I feel <laughs> like those ones are longer, and there's just not enough going on. They're not interesting, and they're definitely not Christmas stories. Again, I, I'm going to stress that. So, like, even as a Christmas horror story, yes, no, like, this is definitely on the naughty list overall. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. I mean, we we can see what good anthologies look like, and we can see what bad anthologies look like. This is an example of a bad overall anthology, just like VHS viral. <laughs> right, yeah. This is, this is, this is on, I wouldn't say, I don't know, do you think it's worse than VHS viral or on the same level? Um, I think it's on the same level, but I, I, I get it. it has one good thing and three bad things and viral just had all bad things, bad things. So it's slightly, it's slightly above it. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Cause I mean, viral had like nothing going for it. I mean, the only one that was even interesting and the, the viral one was the, the goofy magician's cape. Um, yeah. But I don't think, I think that the, the crazy or the Viking Santa is better than the eating the cape that eats people oh absolutely so i would have to say overall i would have to give it to to this christmas horror story yeah all right so let's go into our number of mall santas out of 10 mm-hmm. um because i've i mean i'm torn because i've added to the list it's good enough for the wife to watch it but it's not good enough for me necessarily rewatch it um, but because of the Viking Santa, it's going to have to go into seven just because we watch it for that. What about you? Um, all Santa's out of 10. Yeah. I mean, I, since I have to do it overall, yeah. um, I'm going to have to give it a four mall Santa's out of 10 <laughs> just because I really don't like the the two i don't like the the ghost story and i don't like the changeling one uh the krampus one is passable like i said that one was was decent and the other one is good so yeah. but i'd say overall those things like weigh it down it's the albatross around santa's neck <laughs> that's fair that's yeah again do you give me a cut version <laughs> of just of just that you know santa and the william shatner part and that's that's good I'll, I'll yeah. watch that. But you yeah. know what? I'm, I'm, I'm lowering it down to <laughs> so like, here's, here's what we do, right? We make a short film where we take, because like I said, this, this story jumps around a bit. So it's like, you know, Santa like discovers that the elves are bad and then it cuts to the other story. And then when it comes back, like time has passed in that yeah. world and he's been like fighting the elves. Right. So like, yep. basically when we do these in between the time jumps, that's when we put in the rappers with William Shatner talking. There you go. Okay. So it's like, yeah, we, we start off with Shatner, like how it normally goes. Then we cut in with the, with the Santa. Then we go back to Shatner. Then we come back to Santa, then Shatner, then Santa. And then we go back and forth until it ends because again, they are tied together. Um, and I think that if you put that in the middle, it'll, it'll kind of, you know, ease that time jump a little easier than if you just smashed all of it together like that. Right. Um, so I think if we if we do that, we need to find somebody that that has editing tools and abilities. Yes. To cut that together, <laughs> and then and then that'll be on my rewatch list. I'll watch that. I'll watch Krampus, and then that. 
you know what? That would actually work because it could. You could almost say that him driving more insane is him listening to his boss, who's in, in love with Christmas. So that's causing the bigger insanity increases in him. That's. I mean, it's possible. But I'm, but I'm saying, I'm, like, I'm saying that yeah. it makes sense that we have to cut because he's listening to that radio and hearing Shatner still discussing Christmas. So he's still kind of in that mindset. That makes sense. Yep. Okay, yeah. but yeah, no, we get somebody to cut that together, and then I'll be like, okay, but now this is this is good. I like this. Yes. Now, the question we'll have to answer is: Is this worse than Creepshow Three? Uh, I honestly don't think I've ever watched Creepshow Three. <laughs> Obviously, it's not as good as Creepshow One and Two. We well, know that. <laughs> from what you're describing it. I'm assuming yes. Yeah, it, it's not good. It it killed it. So. All right. Well, I think that just about wraps up our uh, first episode into our 13 Slays of Christmas. Um, you know, as, as we'll discuss other movies that are just for fun, briefly Christmas oriented. We just, you know, alluded to them a little bit. There's a few bit more out there that you can arguably are Christmas movies. But. Uh, so saying that, so for next time, stay tuned for next episode. We're said we continue our 13 slays of Christmas and we'll be discussing in and objects come to life. And we'll be including Jack Frost one, not the Michael Keaton one, but Jack Frost, killer snowman, Jack Frost, two gingerbread man. And our newest one on this list, the killing tree. Um, so I would probably <laughs> not even bother giving a spoiler warning. <laughs> for that one. I'm pretty sure anybody who watches it knows what they're into anyway. So it's probably very accurate, yes. I know I'm getting into it. You know what you're getting into it. So we watch, you watched the trailer for it, yeah? Uh, yes. I did. Yeah. Okay. All right. So saying all that, this has been Graveyard saying have you checked on the children? Uh this is Salem saying long live the new flesh. Good night. <laughs> <laughs>